Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 7. Today we're talking The Being from 1983, directed by Jackie Kong. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Martin Landau's severed head, Connor McGraw. Welcome to The Dumpster. So you think radiation could have caused this? Well, the only explanation I have is it's some sort of genetic freak. A mutation whose chromosomes must have been severely damaged at conception. Continual exposure to high radiation levels has created something completely unfamiliar to us. But why is it so intelligent? It's conceivable it can use a higher percentage of its brain. And at the same time, be completely psychotic. <sighs> this could be disastrous. There are 52,000 dumps just like this one right across the United States. Your plan better work. I mean, I'm just implying it's severed head because I'm not sure what I actually saw uh, when that came around. <laughs> a, I mean, if there's other pieces of him around, I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he set his legs up all nice and straight. Beautiful. So, yeah, this is our Easter episode, um, which, you know, we're not dropping on Easter. Good Friday. Yeah, this is a good Friday. Ease you right into that uh, Easter weekend there, Easter Sunday. Into the chocolate bunnies and the robin eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can even get your hands on them, honestly, like if you've left your house to get fucking Easter candy, maybe you have a problem. Call fucking Amazon Prime, baby. They'll drop you off those Whopper eggs, no problem. I don't think they're doing that kind of stuff right now, to be honest. Oh, they are. Oh, okay. They're well, shipping they everything. Lied to me. <laughs> I read online they were only doing essential shit. I guess whoppers count. No, <laughs> no, it's the essentials are prioritized. So if you oh. have Prime and you order like a movie or a video game or some bullshit like that, like that's last on the list, right? That gets you, that gets you. handled later. Dildos, they they come in last. Yeah, I mean, I know that you need it. Yeah, but yeah. people need to eat first, and then you can feed your ass with a dildo. You need something to do during this lockdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jokes on them, I'm a gamer and an introvert. I don't leave the house. <laughs> you know, I would say that, but I've left the house like maybe three times, and every time it's been... For, for some reason, in Ocean County, New Jersey, specifically Tom's River, nobody got the fucking message. No. And the three times I've gone out in the last couple of weeks, there's just so many people on the road. I just, I'm just i sitting here wondering, like... It, I don't even have, I can't even put it into words, guys. Only fucking New Jersey, dude, would still have, like, shore traffic in the middle of a pandemic. Bunch of fucking knuckleheads. Uh, well, here's, like, the funny thing is, even out here, there are tons of people out and about, but I don't know what they're doing, because you go down, like, where I live, like, Rainbow Boulevard is a pretty, uh, it's a substantial highway. You go down it, everything's fucking closed. Yeah. But there's people everywhere. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you zombies? Like, what are you just wandering around? Well, they're going. They're going to Home Depot and Lowe's, and they're going to the fucking grocery store, and then they're going to, you know, where, where, you know, I went to the pet store to get some supplies, and there's people just walking in, no gloves. They got their dogs, no kind of protection. Lowe's has people just walking around getting plants and shit. My favorite thing so far is not just people wearing masks, but designer masks. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite thing. I'm like, oh, yours is pink and it has little, it has little designs on it. That's adorable. <laughs> How much you pay for that thing? That's not helping you. <laughs> it's a sense of normal normalcy. I I have to assume. Like yeah. people don't yeah. want to accept the fact 
uh, or the reality of the situation. So they're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep carrying on as I was. Right. Even even though I think uh, the United States has eclipsed uh, pretty much every other country with, uh, unfortunately, uh, cases. And New Jersey specifically is like one of the epicenters. I know. And it's it, and it's because nobody fucking listens. Yeah. Or they, or they listen to the wrong guy, the guy with the red hat. Yeah, that fuck. The orange skin. Or the, uh, what was it, there was a televangelist today who got on TV and was oh, like, that piece I, of shit. I, I will blow this pandemic away, and then blows into the camera with the, quote, wind of God. Yeah, he should get the fucking virus for sure. He's the same guy that went on TV arguing that, yeah, we need, uh, we need our jet planes because we get closer to God. We can't do that on a regular cruise liner. Yeah, we stick our hands out the window and fist pump them. My goodness. <laughs> I fucking wish. Then I could maybe take these guys a little seriously. It's like a big giant Monty Python hand that comes down, just like fist bumps the televangelists. We need a fucking cleanse, and they and they start with them. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. So Sean's in Tom's around Tom's River Ocean County, and so is my so are my folks, and a lot of my friends and family are in New Jersey. Pretty much all of them. So I'm the only person that that lives in Pennsylvania right now from from all my friends uh and family. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of isolated up on a, up on the mountain where I live. Um so it's a little different. It seems like you made the right choice. Well, un- <laughs> unironically, right? <laughs> right, right. It's almost like you saw this coming. Jo- Joe got the fucking memo from uh John Hurt years ago and kept it to himself. It it was vague. He said something about a mountain and and something about the T virus and the, I don't know the rest is history. Right, yeah. You, you weren't sure what parts of it to take seriously, but you just knew <laughs> it was from John, so you had to do something. Well, I know that I had to ha- I had to rationalize it in some capacity, right? So I figured, exactly. fuck it. I'll just, I'll do something about it. But yeah, I don't know. It, just not to get too dark or grim, but like, yeah, you know, if you're listening to this, like, it is a real fucking thing. Don't be an asshole. Stay the fuck home. And please be safe and if and if you can't if like your job requires you to do sure to go in and you know i respect that but uh, <clears throat> well, do, yeah right. exactly person on our show right here but that's different right if you're like oh man i gotta go fucking party man i gotta oh, oh right. man i gotta get out of the house and go fuck fucking go to go fucking get together gotta go play some fucking i don't know what gotta have a barbecue yeah, backyard fucking but no, dude. And for Easter, for fuck's sake, stay the fuck home. Like I'm a, I yeah, don't go to church. I know, no, don't don't go to fucking church. First of all, second of all, I, you know, I get together with my family every year for Easter. You know, that's just what we do. But like, and we're not religious, but we get together. You know, it's more of like a, a yeah, a, a yeah the family, holiday. Yeah, yeah, family function. But like, I'm not doing that this year. We're not doing that this year. We're gonna be staying home because. That's the right thing to do right now. They have to get this fucking thing under control. And the more that you fucking go out and be stupid and just fucking keep mingling with people because you're a fucking asshole um, and don't want to face the facts uh, of the situation, you, you, you're you're prolonging this shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. Also, uh, please stop coming to the animal hospitals for like anal gland expressions like... You don't need to do it. <laughs> it's not. It's not an essential medical service. Yeah. You can wait a month. Wait till May. People are bored. Yeah. Yeah, and we we actually came to that conclusion. We're like, oh, so, like, because we got like for week one, it was insanity. Like it, we were just inundated with people. And uh, one of the relief doctors I work with is like, 
people are home, they're bored, they're with their animals more than they are normally with them, and something is slightly abnormal, they're like, oh my god, this is a medical emergency, you have to go see the, <laughs> the, the, the veterinarian. Yeah, something they wouldn't observe normally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I laugh because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, one of his ears is slightly lower than the other one. I think he's just bored in that one. No, that's not a real thing. <laughs> he hiccuped, he's, he's got cancer. How old is this dog, by the way? Twelve. Yeah. No, but like, something, something would come in with something like, uh, and this happens more often than not, it's like, there's bugs on him those are his nipples males don't have nipples oh oh my god <laughs> and these are the people going out saying there's no virus what's wrong yeah. with wow, you? Right. cats yeah. don't have nipples especially the males men don't have nipples oh my god you can definitely fuck a duck and be okay <laughs> yeah sure Give him the old corkscrew right in the fucking eye. Was that a was that, that was a that was like a long gestating Howard the Duck reference? I think so. Well, you know, it just popped in there. I had to say it. So but yeah, god damn, stay the fuck home. You don't you don't need to neuter your dog, yeah, especially if it's going to cost you please, you please, know, please. 400 dollars to get some medical services done that are completely elective and you don't need to go out and do them. Um, <laughs> if your dog ate a bag of chocolate, yeah, please come in. Sure. <laughs> You honestly would be better off going to a radioactive disposal site yeah. and hanging out. Yeah, I was going to say, that. you'd probably be more fortunate than the poor bastard in this movie. Yeah. you you. I mean, where else is there to go in Pottsville aside from um, the, the radioactive uh, dump site, the junkyard, and or uh, a potential smutty massage parlor? Yeah, or the potato factory. Oh, there's the, the, don't forget the diner. <laughs> or the potato factory. Or the diner. This town is like the gym. This state. town is like thirty feet across. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that's the the PSA for movie dumpster. <laughs> that is the yeah. I mean, find something to do. Read a book. Watch yeah. a fucking movie. Netflix has so much shit on there. If you got. If you got cable, you're fucking set. Don't tell me you're fucking bored. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people are fucking bored. You know what? Shut the fuck up. We live in an age where you can watch anything, read anything digitally. I, listen you, to anything. Listen to anything. Specifically you, a podcast yeah. called Movie Dumpster. It's got like 80 episodes you could probably <laughs> check out. We have two seasons. You you could even watch the movies and then listen to the episode so you'd have like a full like four hour block right yeah. there. Yeah, look at that. And then after, after you can write your own fucking review and put it up, you know? Yeah, like Rudy was talking about last week. You know what else you could do? You could go online. You can listen to the podcast, you can like it and subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes. And you'll have killed, like, three minutes. Instagram. Yeah. Like, you could do that if you're bored. You know, do it. In fact, we recommend it. Uh, send us an email. Write, write us an email. Tell us uh, what you like about the show, what you don't like. You can curse at us and, and tell us we're a bunch of idiots and we don't know what we're talking about. That's cool. Suggest some movies. Hey, man, we ha again, we had Rudy on last week to tell us that on our own show, so uh, we yeah. can take it. Yeah, sure can. Uh, we dish it, so we can definitely take it, so. Yeah. Um. So, the being. Yeah, the being. <laughs> um. Oh, boy. Also known as Chud Light. <laughs> Directed by Jackie Kong, dude. Uh, this actually yeah. predates, this, uh, predates Chud. Uh, I believe by two years. When was Chud? Well, 80? you know, Chud. You know, the, the the people that did Chud saw this movie and was like, "We can do this way fucking better." Uh, I was referring to this as the mediocre Melting Man. Oh, I've I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, in in structure. Yeah, yeah sort of. Uh, she also directed. I've never seen this film, but I kind of have always wanted to see it. Blood Diner. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Blood Diner is one of my fucking favorite movies. Um, it's excellent because I've heard nothing but good things over the years, so I was kind of surprised. Yeah, two brothers. Uh. 
put together a diner to lure in virgins and chop them up and build an Egyptian uh, goddess for their uncle. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I think I've seen this, but it was fucking years ago. That already sounds amazing. Uh, it's fantastic. It's it's just a re- it's a really good uh, horror comedy. Um, definitely one of the better ones. Okay. And she, she's directed two other films that I have not seen. Um, and their names are escaping me right now, but it doesn't matter because I've never seen them. And I'm only really interested in the horror stuff, right? So yeah. the, the Being was her first film, and Blood Diner she makes four years later in 87, I believe. And the producer of this, well, I, I only did a, like a glance at the production history of this because I figured you'd know more than I did anyway. Um, but apparently he used to do like uh, like sexual exploitation movies and decided like, yeah, why not do a horror film? That's not far off base i mean i mean look at joe diamato like usually horror and porn like kind of go in hand in hand with each other um especially in the 60s and 70s um so and you know yeah i mean i've seen all those rudy ray moore movies so that kind (laughs) of lines up Uh, (laughs) but um and the 80s yeah of course um more so the early 80s but yeah sure We we got that 70s spilling over just like we always do each you know decade um but yeah, uh, so this movie was originally titled Easter Sunday. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny for the amount of time they actually spend talking about Easter. This movie is less of an Easter movie than Critters 2 is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sure is. Critters, like, the crux of that film is a, is the Easter, is laying into Easter, right? Like, between right. the eggs and the... Yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's wonderful. I mean, that is the end all be all Easter horror movie, in my opinion. Of the of the giant list. I mean, I haven't seen too many of them, but I would agree. There's a there's a few. I think there's there there's only. I'm trying to think of just Easter movies in general, and I can't even like count it on on my fucking hand to uh, be honest. Well, there's Easter Easter Sunday, which is an independent film, uh, made by my buddy Jeremy Moorhead. Um, then there's, uh, Peter Rottentail, which I've never seen. Um, and then, um, we got, we have this movie, The Being, which, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, it's there if you want it. Right. Kind, um, kind of like the Boneyard where it was Thanksgiving, right. but it was like really only for one scene that mattered. <laughs> or like demonic toy. Someone's in a flashback. It's like, it's Halloween. Look at the camera. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we kind of used that as a scapegoat for, to, to get that in there for Halloween last year. Hey, listen. We got Charnetsky out of that, so it, it it's all fucking roses. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Or or chicken. Fried chicken, honestly. Yeah, chunky chicken, baby. Or a, a demon being Luke Skywalker into a pit of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And then, um, and of course, Critters 2 would be that last one. So I, I only know of four. Um, <laughs> pray, pray tell, what is this movie about, Joe? <laughs> It's really, it's not about Easter at all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there is a pretty good scene that, uh, revolving around Easter. Um, this movie, <laughs> you know, all right, let's just plot crunch it and get into it. Yeah, yeah. This movie is about a town in Idaho called Pottsville, uh, where there have been a string of disappearances that are blamed on a storm, but are actually the doings of a radioactive... A uh, monstrosity that has been born out of the quote-unquote safest radiation uh, disposal plant um, in the U.S., which is just like an unmanned facility that's barely a facility, and it's more just like 
a lot with a bunch of like doom barrels lying around just like yeah, yeah. yes it's, <laughs> it's a warehouse with fucking toxic waste yeah. barrels just in a in a sandy pit it's where duke nukem goes to get his fucking inventory <laughs> it's like homer simpson comes in with the pig shit fucking canister and just drops it in there and nobody bit nobody bats an eyelash burns is walking around in this fucking robe glowing yeah yeah and uh martin landau's there to uh, tell us everything's fine. <laughs> he sure is. Bell Lugosi and fucking self. Yeah, man. He's also a, a sergeant without warning, which we've talked about before, um, which I'd love to do in the future. Um, he's also the best actor in this movie, but that's not, you know, the, the bar's not set very high. Yeah, well, yeah. we're, we're going to get into that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we kick off with... Um, a radio show host who's kind of pure. Now let's get the one thing straight. This is a comedy. Oh man, this is a horror comedy, right? Is so there's it? A lot of was it tongue and cheek kind of shit. That's the first I'm learning of it. Yeah, it was. It's a horror comedy. Like it's a horror to the forefront with comedy elements, mm-hmm. right? Window dressing is a term that comes to mind. Well, what is this radio host's uh, name? This is like bringing me back to Shakes the Clown. I know that movie didn't open with a radio broadcast, but we joked about how that was part of the opening. Yeah, well, it is part of the opening. In Shakes. Well, after Shakes has his little, uh, you know, one night stand. Yes, right. Um, yeah, they. Um, he's like he's like a fucking Idaho's Wolfman Jack dude, and he's like he's like, well, well, my bust my buttons. It's it's uh it's a week of Easter, and we're you know storms rolling in, and you know there's a bunch of disappearances happening because of the storm or whatever. Here's a sweet tune from a country boy. That's the whole sound. I have to ask, what, like, a storm is causing people to disappear? Is Thor raining bolts down into the fucking ground and, and just eviscerating people? A storm that we never see. <laughs> but that's the gag. Well, oh, we see it plenty of times. Oh, There's no, just, we see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a bunch of storm clouds and, like, some lightning. Also, thanks to your impression uh, theory I had about this uh, DJ holds true now, uh, it's the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there making the pop-up funnies while he's rattling this bullshit off. It's the bar... Because, like, because as this movie progresses, like, something happens, and then the next cut is this DJ going, like, wow, three people went missing again. It's like, who's... Who's yours? How do you have this information already? Listen. The being fell down a well into a radioactive pit. <laughs> and then he came out in Idaho. Fucking pea head and love dinner down there. Maybe his name his name might have been Michael. We don't really address it. He's a little boy named Michael. We don't really talk about it because we don't want to get sued by Larry Cohen because it's alive. It's just like this movie, kind of. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, his source is like the next page. He's like, okay. people disappeared. Three <laughs> people disappeared in a storm last night. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Can you stop disappearing so fast? I can't draw and color that fast <laughs> to put you in the pop up. Sitting <laughs> so there, he's got like the fucking earpiece on like the side of his shoulder, like leaning on it. While he's got the scissors cutting the friggin' shit out to get the pop ups going. <laughs> It's just surrounded by like paper shavings and fucking bounds. Like I'm gonna be ready when the goddamn neo apocalypse comes through. When I move to Tokyo or wherever the fuck Benraku took place. <laughs> neo Tokyo. We're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic, but you know what? I ain't stocking up on toilet paper. I'm stocking up on goddamn drawn paper. Gotta get back to my bar in Soviet Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Perlman's there. He's waiting for Josh Hartnett. I'm going to meet him on the field of battle. <laughs> he's hanging out with Usagi Yojimbo. So, yeah, Radio DJ is like, oh, man, man, Storm Cup. No, he's not that jovial. He's very, um, okay, the energy in this movie is very Midwestern in that no one has any urgency. 
he's like the plumber from Rocco. He's like, can you get that? Yeah. yeah. A lot. Can you get that? I mean, that's what he sounds like. Um, but yeah, we cut right from that. It's just like this wide shot of this town and this radio DJ talking about the storm and disappearances and shit like that. And then we cut right to this fucking guy like running through the the beach. <laughs> well, no, he's running through the radioactive disposal uh, place. Yeah, the nuclear uh, waste site. Why is he there? It's right there, which is also conveniently right next to a junkyard. Uh, he's also building, he's, one, he's either a speedster or uh, time in this city uh, flows at a much faster pace because he's running from this fucking <laughs> nuclear disposal site, hits a chain fence, goes underneath it, and it's daytime. The next cut, it is fucking midnight. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring this up until the movie kind of got deeper, but they really fucked this shit up in this film. <laughs> because every scene, I'm not even exaggerating, one scene ends at one time of day, and the next scene is at a totally different time of day. Almost every single scene in this movie. Sometimes the same scene will have, like, you're in the same sequence of events, and the camera changes, and you're like, it's fucking daylight now. What just happened? <laughs> Uh, I love this fucking part, dude, because this guy's in a junkyard running from this unseen assailant, and he gets into just some <laughs> random fucking car. Some, some random jalopy. And it starts right the fuck up, and he just starts cruising through the, like, he, like, fishtails into, like, a bunch of fucking junk and then, like, drives away. Was it, Did Bronson leave that there? Was that, like, his getaway car? <laughs> Because it's got, like, the stone there to hold a brake. Oh, yeah, man. The fucking bone, the femur knife is on the front seat. Yeah, yeah. He's pissed off, man. He's he's, he's sending the fucking whiz after him later. Um, And then and then because it's clearly a child and not an actual uh, grown adult, like, to show him driving, it's just this kid in a car, and he's pantomiming steering, even though if he was really steering like this, he would have murdered 11 people. And there's just, like, red lights flashing by him in the background, but there's nothing moving around him. He's just in complete fucking darkness. Oh, that, you know, that's the, uh, I think that's supposed to be, like, the train, uh, like, signal, because they keep showing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy gets chuckied. He sure does. Well, sort of, yeah. I, I Another, like, uh, as far as this being a comedy, like, he's driving, and the fucking radio's on, and, he, and like, he's supposed to be running away from this monster, and he's like, hmm, what's on, what's on the radio? Whatever. And he's, like, twisting <laughs> well, the fucking true. knobs and shit. Right out of the gate, this fucking, the the, be, the being TM fucking punches a hole through the roof of this car and fucking rips this man's head off of his fucking shoulders, and he goes careening into a fucking, what is that, a convenience store, a potato factory, what is it? I don't know, like a bait shop or something? Oh, it's the uh, the potato factory. It is the potato factory, yeah. I don't know, every location this build in this movie is a building with boxes, so it could be any of them. <laughs> Rawhead's there, he's just hiding, waiting to be fucking found. How did I get in Idaho? Well, I, I didn't see any egg crates, so I guess I'll just stand by these potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's His symbol is a giant potato. Yeah, right? Because he's like, well, I am Irish. Fucking A. Are you saying that he's going to descend upon the town that Luck of the Irish uh, took place in soon and start tearing those people apart? It could happen. Well, I, what I think is that Jose Ferrer bought this place from fucking Henry Gibson. 
the potato chip factory. Oh my god! Or Harry Gibson, Henry Gibson gets his potatoes from Jose Ferrer. I fucking forgot that that was like his character plot in that film. I'm a potato maker. I make potato chips. <laughs> he makes potato Emerald Isle potato chips. Yeah. Uh, I I have an alternative theory that this mayor was uh, defamed and discredited for allowing numerous people to be murdered by nuclear monsters, and so Henry Gibson came in and bought the entire facility from underneath him. Oh, so like a reverse. Well, what happened was he he stepped down from uh, Padishah Emperor Shaddam Karino. You know, he he was like, yeah, if, I don't know, I don't want to fuck with Mawadib, so I'm just going to go have some potatoes. And then later became the first president to be a potato farmer, apparently, because we just go, fuck you, Jimmy Carter, I guess. <laughs> Not to jump too far ahead there. <laughs> uh, well, well, Jose Ferrer plays... Um, Shaddam Carino in Dune. Oh, I forgot about that. I haven't seen Dune in so long. I haven't seen Dune in a long enough time to not remember much except the ending and Sting. And that's... <laughs> I feel like that's a movie I will pop on when that new one finally comes out. Like, okay, I need to see the back-to-back comparison. Uh, I kind of love that movie. Uh, it's one of those cozy movies for me. I just, I just like it. I like everything about it. I can't wait for that new one to come out so I can see that everyone in the world was cast in it, including me and all my friends, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we're introduced to our main character, played by Rex Coltrane, a.k.a. Johnny Commander, in the ending credits. Uh, is his other name? I can't remember his real name. Is this Bill Osco? His real name is Bill Osco. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he's got three fucking names in this movie. I wonder why, because he's terrible in this film. Well, well, in the movie, he's Mortimer fucking Lutz, and I was wondering how his brother was doing. <laughs> fucking Jody's out the window looking for his brother. That's all I'm going to say. Low-hanging fruit, but I had to say it. Uh, I don't know. He shot all of his family in the head or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. 3 a.m., he goes crazy and becomes a toxic waste mutant. Yeah, or something. I mean, all the police work in the movies we watch seems to be really bad, so this kind of just falls in line with it. Um, oh, my God. They're looking at this fucking car. Like, the body's gone. I guess the being fucking ate it and, and or pulled it out of there and then ate it. Yeah. But it's entirely covered in this, like, green slime on the inside, and this fucking moron cop Dudley's like, yeah. We don't know where the body is, no no driver, no idea what's going on here, just left here. No one has any sense of, like, this is strange. They're like, yep, car's just uh, covered in green slime. Anyway. Hell of a storm. <laughs> um, not uh, We don't fucking get a sample of this stuff brought to the lab until, like, I don't know, right. 45 minutes into the movie, but we encounter it, like, four fucking times. Well, the problem is they didn't have Spangler and Venkman ah, on the fucking job. Yeah, you're right. Also, um, Rex, Rex Coltrane, Bill Osso, whoever you want to refer to him as, for the first 30 minutes of his screen time, I wasn't actually sure if I ever saw his lips move. Well, he's got that internal monologue, man. <laughs> Which is there, but also, like, for the first few shots of him speaking, his back is turned, or he says something that's clearly not what the extra added dialogue is, you know, conveying. He is the fucking poor man's Haggerty. It's totally, like, confusing because he does have inner monologue, but is also ADR yes. at some points where he's yes. not speaking, but he is speaking. Like, at some point he says, like, he opens his mouth and says a word, and a full sentence comes out. <laughs> and, like, he's not position towards the camera and a lot of times he's just staring blankly into space and has like internal monologue and thoughts about like what's on television or what other characters are doing but 
This also drops out like a half hour into the movie and is never mentioned again. <laughs> it only happens for a handful of scenes and then that's it. Like the entirety of the end of the film, there's almost no dialogue. I don't think there is any dialogue. And it's just one of those things where it's like, why didn't they do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they, you know what I mean? Like you employed it at the beginning and then you just kind of, it just kind of fucks off <laughs> 30 minutes in. It's just you and it's just you and the melty boy. You could just have some internal monologue right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe Jackie Kong eventually was like, ah, maybe this isn't going to work. Can we just get rid of that in the beginning? It's like, yeah, this, this isn't going to make any fucking sense then Jackie. Or, or maybe they put it in cause they felt like they needed it. I don't, I don't know. I guess. But, like, to be fair, all the inner monologue shit is completely contrived. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I like beer. Uh, this this guy's stupid. Like, he, well, it's a lot of him just walking around dark alleys, just, like, thinking yeah. to himself. Basically something that doesn't really, you know, end up meaning anything towards the plot. No, he, he likes, yeah, at one point he, like, says, like, something really weird's going on around here. Like, in his inner monologue, and that's something very mystifying's going on around here. Yeah, at some point he's like, Dudley's a baby. Anyway, what's on TV? Yeah. <laughs> baby! <laughs> Dudley's a fucking idiot. I fucking hate this guy. That guy's a piece of shit, dude. Dudley's the other cop who's here investigating this car with absolutely no enthusiasm, and Dudley is a thundering fucking idiot. Oh, uh, yeah. He's probably the worst officer I've seen in any film we've watched so far. He... Like, he's committed to arresting minors for fishing without a license, but also doesn't give half of a shit about a car where, a, like, someone clearly drove it into a pile of shit. It's covered in green goo, and he's like, I'm going home. <laughs> at least he's not on a megaphone yelling at a giant brown snake <laughs> with, with four-inch fucking fang saying, come on out, get out here, you fucking snake. <laughs> I found a pentagram on this car. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> This has some serious monster in the closet vibes. Yeah, unfortunately. It's okay with me. I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. So they, they go back to this junkyard and this mechanic kind of looking over the car and him and Mort uh, are kind of looking over and they're like, yeah, what's this green goo? Huh? All right, I'm going to go inside for a minute while the mechanic looks at it. And then it just cuts to yeah. to this chick pulling up to her boyfriend's house. And uh, this dude gets in the car, and then they hear like some something like hit the back of the truck, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Let's get out of here." Well, well, first the mechanic just disappears, and and Mort just finds the fucking flashlight on the ground. He's like, "Oh, he just left it in the middle of the road." Right, right, but right. But that girl picks this dude up from the fucking uh, the lot or whatever. I guess he works there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right, yeah. They hear a bump in the back of the car, and she's like, what the hell is that? And then they start making out, and they just kind of forget about it. <laughs> also, uh, just the point in the movie where I was like, everyone in this film is hideous, and I can't tell how old anyone is. <laughs> this guy looks like he's 35, but he has braces? Yeah, he looks 35, has braces. Everyone keeps calling him boy and kid. I'm like, that's a grown-ass <laughs> man. Man, what are you talking That's about? A grown ass man. He has a mustache. <laughs> he, has a, he has a mustache and sideburn. Not like a dirt stash, <laughs> like a full ma mustache. Man mustache. That late 70s porno stash. And everyone's got fucking horrendous 70s hair or they're bald. Like, that's what everyone oh, yeah. has. That's what I'm telling you, man. The fallout, the 70s fallout. Yeah. Well, then we go to we go to fucking uh, Mortimer's uh, police station, which is just basically a trailer where him and Dudley work at. Yeah, wait one second, because we got right from them getting, like, Bobby getting into his girlfriend's car, and then we're just doing 
there's just a scene of them doing donuts for like five minutes to like oh, some yeah. to some like dime store Fleetwood Mac song. Just because. Yeah, again, like the soundtrack in this movie is That's it all in- I I have to I have to wonder if the being was in the trunk because you know, that was the bump they heard. It was just like in the back, just like being fucking whipped around, <laughs> just throwing up in the trunk. Listening to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> He was going to use the car for transportation. Now he's like, I'm just killing these two for the sake of it now. Ah, uh, fuck it. He, I love how he took his time and, and waited. But anyway. Well, in this particular case, he, ha- he hasn't quite mastered that teleportation power quite yet. No. <laughs> no. But he gets real good at it. We go to this trailer slash police station, and Dudley brings in this... Uh, this Mexican guy who's basically dressed like Bill Murray from fucking Caddyshack. Yeah, his character is man who went fishing. He's got like the fisherman's gear on and everything. Yeah, this this is this is Dudley's big fucking uh, catch, his big arrest. There has been disappearances where there's goo inside cars and things, and this man is happy about busting this poor Mexican guy for fishing without a license. And he's calling him like Jose, he's being all racist and shit. Dude, he's like he's like what are you fucking you going to you're going to have to make a lot of tacos to make bail on this one you fucking fishing fuck you're, with your $200 fine. Yeah, he comes in he like he throws handcuffs on him yeah, and he's like, like he's like dangling the fucking the, the rope of trout that he has. Um and he yeah, he hat sits him down and like Mortimer's over there like internal monologuing and he's like arrested a man for fishing. What of it? I won't do anything about it, though. <laughs> Just kind of lets it happen. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> he could easily get up off his ass, take the cuffs off the guy, and say, Just go home. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. But he just sits there. He's too enamored by this Martin Landau fucking uh, interview on TV. <laughs> he's doing, like, his best snake oil salesman. Like, he's every mayor from every movie about a killer whatever. Um, except that- But he's not the mayor, he's the doctor, Dr. Carson. He's a chemist. He's a doctor who's like, he's like, the water here, he, he is very Trumpian in this, he's like, the water here is the best, it's the best water ever, I'll drink it right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll go, I'm gonna go camping at the, at the nuclear test site, um, I'm gonna show you there's no radiation problems, and then I'm gonna drink this radioactive free water, um, Look at it. Uh, my watch has more radiation than this glass <laughs> yeah, look, of water. Yeah, here's my Geiger counter I brought with me onto the stock <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if this character was supposed to be like a like like you said, Connor, like a snake oil salesman, or if he actually cared, because he flip-flops multiple times throughout this film. I think he actually cares. He starts as like a, like, he starts as like this, this... Apparently he has special training when it comes to the press, and that's what the mayor hired him for, to just put a positive spin on it. But it's also on TV like, oh, I, yeah, I personally tested this, and I did this, and blah, blah, blah. So, Connor, are you saying he's the my pillow guy? <laughs> he's, he's the what? <laughs> the my pillow guy. Trump put him up there to, you know, tell people to, you know, pray, you know, away the coronavirus. Oh, this idiot. Oh, yeah. He's that. Yes, he is that guy. <laughs> Are they going to try to pray away this fucking monster, sliming everybody? Eating I mean, it'd be a little more than what they do about it in this movie into the last 20 minutes. So. Yeah, I mean, they they did try that in Monster in the Closet, if you recall. Well, we got to put the kibosh on the on on fucking on the radioactive monster and pornography because it's, it's Satan. S- smut. Smut is the villain of this movie. Oh my god. Smut. I fucking love that word, smut. Mm. This place it smells like smut. So so Something someone actually says in this movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because we, we find out later 
that the that the mayor's wife is is trying to sweep the smut out of this town. This town of like three hundred people in the middle of Idaho. There's no smut there. You're all a bunch of Puritan idiots. Well, they got a church on every corner though, Connor. Yeah, so Martin Lando and like is just keeps like pulling out gimmicks to demonstrate how safe everything is. Meanwhile, Mortimer just sits there and like at some point takes all this trout that Dudley was taking as like a trophy and just beans the fuck out of him with them. uh and um just real quick like what's happening on television is like yeah he's doing that he's doing the yeah the water thing but like the whole allegation is that the town or the the newscasters like oh they're dumping nuclear waste into the aquifer and she's like that that can't be good and he's like no it's fine you can dump all that fucking what does he say he says he's like dumping nuclear waste into the aquifer is not going to cause any harm whatsoever right and that's in the water he's drinking he's like this is from the aquifer he's like look i'm fine as he as he puts the Poland spring bottle on the ground behind his seat <laughs> yeah yeah he, <laughs> right? he's yeah no one can disprove the pictures from anywhere else except you know where he says it's from but um, I also love the fact that he's like, well, yeah, yeah, it's fine. There's a normal level of radiation in the water. And he's like, and what does she say? He's like, she's like, is it contaminating the water? He's like, now what's contaminating to you? I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> Do you mean the micron, millimeter, this much or whatever's confusing big term, big words? He, he essentially gets on TV and mansplains radiation poisoning to this poor woman. <laughs> sure does. I, I would have liked her... I would have liked her to be like, hey, so can we do a pH uh, test on this? A pH test? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. <laughs> the water expert says that. A what? So then we go to this fucking drive-in with this couple oh, that we, we mentioned earlier. Where, where they're watching what appears to be a deleted scene of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah kind of. It has the costume in it. <laughs> it has the costume. At least, the, at least the costume from the first part of the movie. Yeah, it's also like the cleanest uh, drive-in movie screen I've ever seen. Like, there's no ticks, there's no cigarette burned. It's completely pristine. In fact, it's better lit than the actual movie called The Being. Yes, it's stunning looking, to be honest. Um, and it's also comprised of only a woman screaming for six minutes. Uh, also, she's totally naked. Yes, she she goes to she's like it like shows like the uh the nail polish bottle and then it just cuts and she's fucking bare ass naked painting her toenails yeah and then she has basically like a wrestling match with a giant prop for yeah minutes at a time <laughs> it's like it's like a giant uh larva with an arm yeah it, it looks like the fucking maggot guy from freaked yeah 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 worm guy it i thought she was attacked by mark hamill from guyver for a yeah. second <laughs> And like the whole time, yeah, the whole time she's like, just never stops. And they keep cutting back to people in this drive-through who are just like arbitrarily screaming at whatever's happening, even though really nothing's changed. But like they're just calm, and then calm. Well, then we get this couple, and and they're like really stripping down to their fucking skivvies. They're like they're pulling like a blood rage. Remember the beginning of that film? I love this part because. This thing is like Emotep, dude, except instead of sand, he turns into fucking sludge. Yeah. Yeah, he turns into fucking goop, and he, like, squeezes his way through the radio, and, like, the glove compartment just opens up and shit comes out of it, and then it reforms. This might actually be my favorite part of the whole movie, just because I like that idea. Yeah, love it. I love it, too. I also love the idea that these two are so hot and heavy and into it, they can't tell that their car is being flooded with boogers. Yeah. That shit's gotta stink, too, right? It's gotta. Yeah, it's gotta smell so bad. It's gotta smell like rancid shit. I, I also like that the being, when it when it lifts its fucking hand up out of frame 
it, it, it just snaps this guy's neck. Oh, dude, it fucking, it goes up, like, right up in between them. So the idea here is, like, what? There was, like, sludge between them while they're fucking, and then it turned into an arm and choked this guy? Yeah, I guess. And it fucking breaks his fucking neck right in half. And I guess it kills her off screen, because we go to these fucking stoners, and I was sitting there saying, I wish I was in that car. <laughs> fucking hot boxing, watching a horror movie at the drive-in. That sounds like a blast. They have that joint smoked down to the smallest roach I have ever seen in my life. I'm like, man, you're yeah. you're threatening burns at that point. Please make a new one. Yeah, you're burning the shit out of your fingertips with that thing. Oh yeah, you need a clip, dude. There's this fuck the fucking the being's head is like it's adorable. It's like three feet tall. The monster's head is like outside the window, and the guy's like, do the uh, question. I don't mean to cut you off there, but do they change this thing's face multiple times throughout the film, or am I just crazy? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this thing's constantly mutating, but. The short answer okay. is, I think it looked like something else, and it wasn't impressive later, so they made something else. Sure, because it kind of looks like a bad alien in this scene. Yeah, it, well, it, again, it's the same costume as the one that's sh- being shown in the in the drive-in the, uh, movie. On the, on the drive-in screen, yeah. I was going to say, because like, by the end of the movie, it looks like something out of, like, what is it, Deadly Spawn? Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's got... Or Doom? Yeah, or... or <laughs> <laughs> It does. <laughs> I, I love that the stoner guy just kind of is like, ooh, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's like, he rolls down his window and he just tells him, he's like, ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he goes, well, he thinks it's one of the guys at the movie theater and he's like, he's like, man, they'll do anything to fucking scare you, man. The fucking goddamn movie doesn't scare you. I'm going to tell him to fuck off. And he rolls it down and he's like, hey, fuck off. And this thing pulls him through the fucking window. Yeah, but it's but the way it's edited, God, the editing in this movie is hysterical. So, like, yeah, it cuts back to his friend after he tells her to fuck off, and he looks back, and the next cut is this dude's ankles just flying out of the fucking window. It's so good. Yeah, and this guy's like, ah, <laughs> And this guy's fucking jaws on the ground. You know how last week, uh, for Shakes, you know for Shakes the Clown, how I was talking about how do you think that Bobcat was handing beers out during that driving scene with Sandler, Bob Clark, or uh, Blake Clark, mm-hmm. and uh, Bobcat? I think that this guy was legitimately the, the the guy that doesn't get killed, stoned out of his fucking mind. Oh my god, this guy looks like he's been smoking since the day he was born. Like his eyes are saggy and red, his jaw is oh, yeah. slack, and he's just his hair's a fucking mess, and he's just he looks like he can't handle anything that's happening around him. He's been hitting those dabs a little too hard. Oh yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> yeah, personal experience. That shit will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Knock you out for a week. Oh, my God. The first time I did one of those, someone was like, do you want to sit? I was like, I need to lay down. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> um, and then, like, after, yeah, this guy gets dragged out a window, and um, don't the, doesn't uh, the cop in this town, Mortimer, show up again? And they're just like, well, first he's got to go to the diner. Yeah, we got to set, we got to establish the diner. I, I, I didn't really understand this scene. I mean, it, it's not that big of a gripe. But there's a he he clearly is with the one waitress that works there, but she's kind of ignoring him, and he, the other waitress comes up and is like, "Yeah, how you doing there, Mort?" It, I guess it's just to like ex- establish the diner, the diner, and like their relationship with each other. Hmm. Put more quotes around relationship, please. <laughs> it's just such a weird spot because like literally somebody gets pulled out a fucking window, and then we go to this scene. Yeah. And then, like, nothing really happens. He gets his food, and then it cuts to him walking in the alley, and that's where you get one of those bad monologues. And he gets in his car, and they do this, like, 
They try to fake you out because he sees, like, fucking eyes in his backseat. Look, that's so cool because it's clearly, like, somebody with, like, black paint all over their face and their eyes are, like, wide open. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I think it actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's creepy. So he, so he pulls the fucking pistol out immediately and he goes into the, he goes and opens the back door and he's like, Ah! Martin, what the fuck are you doing, you drunk? <laughs> Mo. This, this fucking homeless man, like, slinks out of his car and, like, He's moving like, like, (laughs) he's just like, he's like, man, you're going to get shot one of these days if you keep trying to sleep in people's cars while you're drunk. He's like, I'll take you home. (laughs) Hey, Mort, maybe lock, maybe lock your car. Well, it's, well, it's Pottsville, Idaho, dude. Also, he doesn't drive him home. (laughs) Right? Well, well, right. Because he gets the call about the fucking drive-thru, or the drive-in, and then the, he just leaves the guy standing in the fucking alley. He leaves this man who looks like a cornered cat. Like, his arms are up in the air, and like he's got his eyes are all <laughs> <laughs> This man eats his fucking dust, and he just stands there while this guy peels out. And he's like... Slinks back into a fucking alley, gets eaten by a vampire. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, and sl- slam cut to, I think, Dudley's police car fucking roaring up to this uh, this drive-thru. There's a lot of those. A lot of slam cuts to different locations and different times. Well, no, it's not Dudley. It's Mort. It's Mort. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mort, Mort pulls up. Because they don't even actually show it pull up. He's already there standing there talking to the stoner and the drive-in owner. Or manager or what have you. Yeah, and the stoner's like, I don't know what happened, man. Like, I looked over, he got pulled out of the car, and he was gone. It was like a head. Do you know where my friend is? And everyone's like, ha-ha, sure, druggie, get out of here. What are you talking about? You're fucking lit, dude. <laughs> Pretty much. And, like, this poor guy's so high, he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. The manager's like, yeah, there's one car left here. We don't know where the people are, but it's the only car left. So Mortimer's like, okay, let me go check it out. And it's that couple's car, and it's just, this is, this was actually pretty funny. He goes to sit down in the car to kind of check it out, and his ass just gets totally covered in this green slime. And he's like, oh, oh, what the hell? Dude, it looks like the goblins had a midnight snack in that front seat. It does. Yeah. It's also totally his fault, because what kind of jackass opens a car, doesn't look, and just, like, pops his ass first into the car, gets in a pile of shit. And he's like, oh, god damn it! He doesn't even look in the car. He opens it and immediately turns around and backs his ass into the car. And, like, the, the inside of that car looks like that car in Critters too, where that guy who was, like, selling shit out of the back of his truck gets killed. Quigley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's green shit everywhere. And again, no one's ever truly bothered by this. Though I was like, yeah, ain't that a thing. Must have come from the... I mean, his pants are so fucking nice. They just, you know, one scene he's got this shit all over his pants, and the next scene it's gone, so they gotta be some pretty, uh... What's that? Slip resist or uh, stain resistant pants, man? He bought the good ones. Scot- Scotch Guard, man. What does he got? He's got those fucking Lee Dungarees with the Scotch Guard on them. <laughs> yep. Well, it's just it's because he has one pair of he has one outfit, so he has to keep it clean at all times. <laughs> also, this he looks like sea bass from Dumb and Dumber. Like he's got a fucking trucker <laughs> hat on and like a vest. I said he looks like an alternate timeline retired Dave Grohl who just like left Foo Fighters and became a fucking a, you know a sleepy cop in some small ass town. He looks like he could be a stunt man for John Ritter. Like I don't. <laughs> hey, we'll come back to that later. Um, he also finds a hole in the ground, which is something that happens throughout the film. Wherever this creature has been. It uh, takes its prey into a hole that it's dug and, and devours it. And there's always green shit all over the place. Again, 
No one's ever like, it's weird. This is the second encounter with this shit, and it's all over the place in this fucking car. Oh, yeah. It's on two cars. Yeah, on two cars. The other car where the guy got pulled out and all over this fucking hole in the ground. So what is I have to just get ask you guys, what do you think it is? Is it just some kind of mucus this thing creates to devour food, or, or what, what do you think it is? Okay, so this thing is, like, sensitive to light, and it's basically, like... Little, it's like little monsters, right? So you hit it with a flashlight, and it fucking turns into goo. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, and it also could do it at will, I think. So, whenever it wants to disappear, it just turns into a fucking puddle or or whatever. A puddle of green goo. Yeah. yeah. So Mort's just like, yeah, that's fucking disgusting. Well, I have no idea what's going on. Gonna go home and go to sleep. Better go home. <laughs> I'm gonna go home as this film, it wasn't really on the tracks, but it just decides to fall the fuck off them entirely <laughs> in this next scene. This makes no sense at all. I don't know what happens here, because he goes home, I assume, walks into the house, right. goes into someone's bedroom. I don't know, is it his bedroom? It looks like someone else's bed altogether. Like, it looks like a, uh, like a girl's room. It's Lori's bed, maybe. You know, well, she's at the diner, man. She's working late. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, is this like a prostitute's house? I have no idea, because, like, he doesn't have the key on his person. He has to, like, lift up the fucking mat in front of the house, and he goes in. Yeah. There's no setup. No. That's, that's, that's a big problem with this film. A lot of right. things happen without any explanation at all. Like, they, they do explain certain things, for sure. Like, um... But, but there's just a lot of scenes that just start and end, and then the next scene starts, and they don't ever mention what happened previously. No. And this is one of those scenes. And it's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, it was supposed to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's weird, because he lifts the cover up, and, like, first of all, wh- why is the being even here? Uh, right? And second of all, how do, of all people to just run into this thing, he, he fucking pulls the covers up, and they're just covered in green. There's, like, a green pile of shit in the bed. Like, he pulls it back. But it's, like, a gestating moving pile of green shit like i thought it used to yeah. be a person or something it's a fucking nilbog special because yeah. then he gets grabbed from under the bed by the fucking monster this thing is like michael fucking myers with teleportation powers like more so <laughs> than myers oh yeah he's this fucking thing is everywhere it needs to be asap but like does it burrow through the ground i guess that's the implication i mean if it does it's like fucking bugs bunny you can just use that as a primary source of transportation like it can just fucking go it's like a fucking yeah. graboid yeah. Just bumps into Norm through the fucking tunnels. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Okay, there you go. You have your fucking, you have your, uh, uh, your Vankman moment, but it's Norm. <laughs> and this fucking <laughs> thing, like, goes through him and he's like, ah, oh, slug slime me. Except he's dead because he gets eaten. It's true. Well, no, that thing, he punched the shit out of that thing. That's true. Yeah. He punched it into this woman's house, and that's what we got. He's like, don't come down this tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He gets attacked, and then he runs out, and I guess this thing is, like, fucking fast as hell. Like Connor was saying, maybe it's a speedster. We're not really sure. But he he's fucking running towards this train they keep showing, and I couldn't fucking believe this. This stuntman is a goddamn maniac. This was, for all the other incompetencies you see this movie this stunt was fucking nuts this fucking blew my mind this and one towards the end of the film i was like holy fucking shit i rewatched this like three times i'm like this has to be a composite no fucking sane person would do this i there's no compositing in this movie i'm gonna say that right now the budget they had this guy was definitely running across train tracks as a train was about to hit him <laughs> if it is a composite it was amazing yeah exactly yeah I, either way this shot was done it's absolutely compelling and it made me sit up i was like holy fuck is that why he uh gets into the stunt trade later in life but like why is this here why is it even here i don't know yeah it's it seems like an awfully big risk for your your very 
very modest $4.5 million movie you're filming in the middle of Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not like, you know, he, he runs, you know, right as the train goes by and he gets on the other side. But, like, he doesn't keep going. He, like, hits the dirt and, like, catches his breath. So, like, if this train goes by and the being is still there, it's just going to fucking keep following you, you moron. Instead, fucking Farmer John comes up to him with his tractor. And yeah, yeah, he sneaks up on him with a bulldozer. <laughs> and then drops the bucket next to his head. He's like, are you all right or what? Are you all right? Did I scare you? <laughs> and just drives away and you never see him again. <laughs> drives back towards that house so we can only imagine that was his wife that was fucking congealed in that bed. Oh, man, he's fucking Farmer Jeb's wife, you think? Or his daughter, maybe? Maybe. Could have been. Also, it just turns to morning when he jumps across the train track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, ju- he jumps across the tra- the road tracks, enters a hole in time and space, and comes out four hours later. <laughs> <laughs> the sun was coming up, and they couldn't get that shot, and that was the best they could do. Which is why the being's not there because that was four hours ago. Oh, oh, you think <laughs> they had to wait for the train? Right? They're like, all right, we gotta wait for this train. What, is this the world's longest fucking train? <laughs> Anyway, terrifying. I can't believe that I was actually filmed. That was like some Buster Keaton shit. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 my fu- I, like you said, Joe, I, all, I, didn't, I don't know if I watched it three times, but I definitely watched it twice. I, I had to show my girlfriend. I was like, you got to see this shit. We should say just real quick, because like, I don't think we've actually established what he does, but like he's running towards this train as it's about to you know, pass over the road, tracks on the road, and this guy jumps across the fucking tracks. Like, if he was off by a second... He'd be fucking paced. No exaggeration. That's how close it is. It is unfucking believable. I again, like, still, I just feel like, why? Why would you risk your life for that shot? Like, I don't know. You gotta see it. <laughs> how close this was. It's it's like the uh, the explosions in um, uh, aberration where we were kind of like, and uh, yeah, kind of the same level as impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, except aberration's a way better movie. <laughs> the difference there is like. There's camera angles that make that probably look closer than it is. This was like, there's no, like, maybe it wasn't as close as it was, but it was pretty fucking close to the guy. There's no tricks. (laughs) Bill was like, I bet you I could jump those Truro tracks. I'm like, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it, roll the camera. Here we go. All right, we're going to put that in the movie, right? But like you guys are saying, it's morning now, and then we cut to, I guess, later in the day? And we get one of the, we also get one of those radio broadcasts, but it's Easter Sunday, guys. We're back again, and hey, guess what? It's Easter Sunday here, and uh, and that's a story about how Jesus fell down in a well. You ever hear about Bonacus? <laughs> it was an Easter bunny fell down a fucking well and became the Easter bunny. It's amazing. Jesus fell down a well, and God was like, "You're my only son." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you ears and a cottontail, and you're going to deliver these eggs to these kids and candy. Look, look, I know it doesn't make sense, all right? Just go with it, okay? Anyway, three other people disappeared last night because of the storm. Storm took them or something. Well, anyway, happy Easter. I was looking for fucking Lynn Shea for this egg, this Easter egg hunt. I was I was keeping my eyes peeled for her. Yeah, man. No, instead we get um uh the mayor's wife. Because this is like verbatim. I mean, how many different ways can you really do an Easter egg hunt? But this yeah. is like right yeah. out of Critters too. Right? We got Ruth Buzzy, man, from fucking um My Mom's a Werewolf, and uh, what else? What else we got? Well, that's what I know her from anyway. She's like a she was like a big comedian. She's got that umbrage energy and I love it. Yeah. She she is the mayor's wife, by the way, the one that wants to sweep the pornography out of town. Yeah, her name is Virginia Lane. Um and she's organizing a uh, Easter egg hunt. 
And uh, she's like, whoever finds the big bunny, with, uh, the big egg with the bunny on it wins. Yeah, whoever finds the big bunny with the egg on it. <laughs> well, no, I think it's implied that she's like, do you find the Easter bunny with the big egg? Because as the kids are looking for this egg, they show this, like, it's got to be a one-year-old. Oh, she's so cute, dude. And every time she goes to, like, pick an egg up, like, another big kid asshole fucking runs over and, like, picks it up. Man, I, I like, I think it tested my potential as a parent because every time it happened, I wanted to get up and body check an older kid. Like, <laughs> Right? How fucking dare you? Yeah, she ends up finding this egg in like a tree and then like accidentally kicks it into a into a fucking hole, which just happens to be the being hole. Who's like sunbathing or something? I guess. Here's my thing. Unless I misunderstood this. Did he eat the quote unquote Easter bunny? I guess. He's Idaho's Easter bunny. Also, this fucking scene breaks the rest of the movie because he's supposed to be sensitive to light. It's bright as fuck out, and this asshole's in a hole that's about a foot deep. Well, that's what I'm saying. He He's goop when the light's out, when the sun's out, right? But when when this little girl's reaching in the hole and there's all these, like, broken eggs and shit in there, you could see his fucking tentacles and his little, like, monster arms moving around. Well, he's got, yeah, he's got that little baby arm going, but he's still mostly just mucus i just thought that was a strange thing to include he looks like he woke up after a, like a night of drinking like there's broken eggs all around him and he's curled up in a ball he's like eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah dude he he was on a fucking easter bender but yeah so this, the little girl pulls out the big uh prize egg which has a, a big bunny on it and ruth buzzy finds her. she's like what the fuck are you doing oh she won. The little girl Susie won. And some kid goes, shit. Yeah, he goes off screen here. Ah, oh, shit. She can't ride a fucking bike. Because I guess the prize was a fucking bike. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we go We go to the fucking potato factory. Mort Lutz is there with the fucking mayor. And, and this mayor is straight like, like, this is the Jaws mayor to a T. Oh, yeah, he's like, I won't shut anything down. Blah, 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 blah. I won't shut down this potato factory for Easter. I'm not going to shut down my spud factory because you think there's some kind of radioactivity going on. I love that he walks up to this fucking, like, conveyor belt, and he's like, you know what this is? Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's important stuff. It's important. They're like, they're like gold to this town. I'm like, god damn it. This is such a small-ass fucking town. We gotta sell the potatoes to the chunky chicken. This is like the fucking uh, paper mill in, in Prophecy, right? I've never seen Prophecy. <laughs> the monster movie with the mutant bear that's dumping radiation into the fucking water via the paper mill. Well, he's dumping radiation into the water via potato factory? I think. I guess. He's in cahoots with something. Uh, you know, not cahoots, rather, but, like, I believe there's, like, radiation in the water that he's using to, I don't know what, wash the potatoes, I guess? Did little Mikey fucking eat a radioactive potato or drink radioactive water or both? A little bit of both. A little potato soup went wrong. He fucking fell right into one of those barrels, turned into a monstrosity. Yeah, he had a tutu on and everything. <laughs> Hey, man, it's New Jersey's only superhero who started in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish that narrator from the beginning of the movie would come back at times like this, who we skipped over. Who, oh, man. So, we totally skipped over it because we're jumping through it. I actually forgot about that until this moment. The beginning of this movie has, like, what sounds like the narrator of, like, top 40 police chase videos pop in, and he's like, the town of Pottsville is about to face a nightmare. And I'm like... Yeah, I'm like, is a trailer about to happen? Who is this guy, and why is he talking? He's never heard from again. <laughs> or or a monster in the closet. Let's just bring it back to that again. Detective Mortimer Lutz <laughs> tries to fill you up. 
You work at a diner. Get out of here. This is my movie. I narrate this movie. Wait a minute. This is my movie. Get out of here, Twilight Zone host. This is my film. I'm gonna... Twilight <laughs> Zone... Get out of here, Rod Serling. <laughs> this is my fucking movie. Landau... Dr. Landau comes in, and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm Dr. Landau. Nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, you know, I want to do some water tests on that, uh, that disposal plant, or that disposal area, and, uh... Yeah, that's basically my whole point of being here. Watch me chew on my glasses. <laughs> well, that's why I don't think his character is a piece of shit because he's like he's right. so confident that 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 nuclear uh, site is safe, um, and it's basically his job to tell everybody that it's safe, even if there is something wrong, right? Um, because you don't want to create panic. It's it's very safe, but like literally, no one has gone in this fucking like really obvious tool shed that's on the fucking <laughs> property, dude. It's like a fuck shack. It's like one of those. Th- it's like an abandoned building that like teenagers go to fuck and drink. Yeah, it's the only building on that property, seemingly. <laughs> It's Dagobah and a fucking joke shack. That's it. It's yeah. It's a fucking shack on Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dagobah. <laughs> My bad. So then we go to the, we go to the fucking Easter parade. Oh yeah, where everybody's talking about how evil pornography is. But but apparently it's actually going to be a massage parlor. Yeah. Well, Martin Lando sh- shows up. Martin Lando. Hey, good buddy. How you doing, Chewbacca? He walks up. Martin Lando. <laughs> Martin Lando. Go- <laughs> nib nibs there. He's like. <laughs> nib nib. Then yeah, we're we're home. <laughs> No, so so so, so Martin Land Nian Nub. How do you say his name? Nian Nub. It's yeah. Nine Nub. I misspoke. Nine Nub. Anyway, the fucking puppet who I thought was an actual actor in a in a suit. He's like he's like uh, he's like it's not the goddamn contamination we gotta stop. It's the fucking pornography. It needs to be stopped because Satan or whatever. And he makes sure to say this in front of like a fucking news crew. Yeah. And Ruth Buzzy's there, and she's like, yeah, we're sweeping up the town. We're sweeping away the smut out of our town. And I'm like, do you have, like, a infestation of, like, prostitutes and or playboys? Like, what's happening here? It's like you have, like, you know, people go to your houses and, like, knock on the walls like Cartman does in that fucking hippie episode. Like, oh, look at that. You got an infestation of prostitutes in your walls. <laughs> Excuse me, sex workers. Yes, I'm sorry. Ladies of the night. Ladies. <laughs> Night moves. Well, the way they talk about, like, pornography and smut, you'd think that, like, someone was trying to open up, like, a fucking, like, a titty bar right. in the corner of, like, you know, wherever, like, you know, a cross street where a church is. No, it's a massage parlor. I mean, this is 1983, you gotta remember. This is, like, satanic panic to a fucking, you know, peak. It's also in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Which is still like this to this day. It, like, yeah. you can swap this out for 2020, and it's the same fucking <laughs> thing. Absolutely. In certain areas, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reg Ledoux's out there. Mortimer goes to this diner again. Wait a second. <laughs> there's a fucking <laughs> abandoned. There, there's a. There's a. Where the massage parlor's going is. Um, it's just an empty building. <laughs> but it has like a garage door. Yeah, but she's like, oh well, there was a massage table inside, so it's gonna be a massage parlor where they give happy endings. So we're gonna shut it down before it even starts. I heard about that from my husband. He said he heard, he read about them in Korea. And Mort shows up and he's like, you know you're real fucking stupid? <laughs> and he's like, you ever, you ever see a massage table? But he says it in his head so nobody hears him. No, <laughs> no he says it to her. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, his lips don't move, but yeah, he says it to her. That would have that made more sense, though, Connor. You're right. 
Maybe you don't say that to the mayor's wife. Hey, mayor's wife, you're dumb. Like, he gives a shit. Your husband's really fucking this up. Oh, hey, hello, my... Oh, hi, Mr. Mayor. Jose Ferrer does not give a fuck about his wife in this movie. He's no. like, whatever, you stupid. No, he's married to a flask. Your friends are boring. <laughs> So Mortimer, he goes back to the diner and he's he's talking to that waitress and you find out her name is Lori. And I guess they're, they're I don't think they're married, but they're definitely like dating. And uh, he's like, listen, uh, some there's just some stuff going around in town and I don't feel safe you going home tonight. Uh, I, I'll pick you up. What time do you go home? She's like, uh, I'm working a pretty long shift. I'm going to be here till 7.30. 7.30. Okay, no problem. 7.30 p.m. The very next scene, he is driving her <laughs> fucking home. And then, like, 40 minutes later, she's at the diner like, where is he? It's 11.45 at night. Did I miss something? I don't know, right? That's what I thought. I, I thought he picked her up and then, uh... I mean, was he supposed to pick her up again the next night? I th- yeah, I think we're I think we're complaining too because he does pick her up and drives her home, and later on he does fall asleep and pick her up late. Well, that's that's what I'm saying though. Like, th- you're not wrong, Connor, but in that scene in the diner is when she says, "I have work till 7:30," and the literal next scene he drives her home, yeah. and then later it's not brought up again but she's back at the diner so i don't know what the fuck happened in the editing room but somebody screwed up yeah there's lots of missing time in this movie i guess is what you'd say i mean yeah we've been talking about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean he drive when he does drive her home in this next scene it's like you know it's like dusk and then later when she's still there by herself later in the film it's like fucking pitch blackout well it's 11 45 or some shit (laughs) right it's almost 12 o'clock she waited there for four fucking hours for this clown yeah right but we cut to these fucking, these little troublemakers, these three kids creeping around a bunch of bushes. Oh, right, yeah. Three, oh, okay, no, I'm sorry, I thought you meant the three uh, 40-year-old street ruffians later on. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we'll come back to them later. <laughs> no. Other weird-ass characters, the three kids are hiding in these this fucking bushes, and one of them has a bucket. A pail and shovel, to be to be precise. It, it's a pail and shovel. It's like one of those sandcastle buckets, like beach buckets. And uh, and, and then a woman d- dressed as Mr. Burns from that one episode where he keeps wandering around the fucking woods at night. <laughs> uh, this fucking, this, this, this dotering, completely out-of-touch woman is just, like, ghostly wandering the streets. In a gown with a hood? Yeah. With a, yeah. <laughs> she's dressed like a ghost. Like, yeah, onesie. And the kids, like, think she's a witch or whatever. So she goes into her house and... This one little kid with the pail runs up to her door and throws shit on her window. Yeah. And she is unfazed. She's like, oh, well, Michael. <laughs> and they're running away and they're like, you're a witch because you smell like a ditch. Here's some shit or whatever. Also, like, if your intention was to just hurl a little bit of poop at her door, why do you have a pail full of it? And it looks like he threw it with his hand and not with the shovel. <laughs> Did he just stick his ass in the pail and just fucking unload? <laughs> Did he go to Denise Richards and ask her to fill it? Here, Ricky, I dumped in this. Go throw this shit on the oh, door. Oh, no. Dude, man, she she fucking gives you that super supercharged Chipotle. Yeah, absolutely. Just stick the pail under the ass and it's, it's splatter zone. She's like, I've had KFC for seven days straight. Oh, my fucking Christ. I mean, to be quite honest here, this woman's looking for Michael, and I think it's, uh... From uh from from Tammy and the T Rex, I think it's Paul Walker that she's looking for. I think her son's Paul Walker. Remember his name was Michael in that film. Oh yeah, well okay, it might be like he's also the professor as well. Yes, this all comes back uh, together. Okay, and, and you know what the, the the MDU it might not make sense for, but for my head canon, that's where I'm going with it. I think we're the only people it makes sense to. 
this is this is that this is one of those those split those splintered timelines that because Bruce didn't give the fucking stone back to uh, Sorcerer Supreme, right? Exactly. So so this so instead of Paul Walker becoming a smart kid growing up to be a stupid jock, he becomes a radioactive monster instead. Yes, yes. He becomes a cacodemon, according to Sean. <laughs> so he goes to the right instead of the T-Rex. Well, in, in fact, this cacodemon fucking starts shuffling around this woman's house as she's, like, in bed tossing and turning, going, Mike, Michael, Mike. Dude. <laughs> While it's, like, playing with its toys in the fucking kid's room. This is actually two things. This is actually really creepy. Um, It's a really creepy scene. It goes full It's Alive here. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that film, but it's, it's a fucking great, great mutant baby movie. Um, but it's got a lots of, uh, overtones of that in the scene. And then watching this today again, I remembered being a kid, um, and I didn't sleep in my bed a lot. So my mom would step with me on the couch and we'd fall asleep on the couch and she'd be watching, you know, like USA or TNT or some shit that always had like horror movies on late at night. I remember waking up one night on the couch and sitting up and seeing this fucking scene where this little thing was running into this bedroom. Um, and I thought for the longest time it was child's play, but it's totally this fucking movie. S- same uh, vantage point, though. Yeah, it's all POV stuff because this movie hasn't yeah, shown us the yeah. monster in uh, relatively full detail yet at all. Yeah. Well, it plays it close to the chest, and I appreciate that. But yeah, it's very, it's very, it's alive in this scene. So this thing's playing with its fucking toys and shit and then jumps out the fucking window or something, and she's like, my Michael, come back, Michael. I guess they just had this scene they needed to, like, insert into the film. Because they, they go to the fucking fisherman, that Spanish guy. <laughs> and just just because, they just need to, they need to add someone else to the fucking body count, I guess. This is where I got, this is where I got serious Melting Man vibes. Because the exact same shit happens in that movie. There's a random-ass fisherman who's attacked by the Melting Man and decapitated. Except this time, it's just a racist cop. Who's, what is he doing there? Is he, this guy's like, got it out for this poor Mexican dude. Just camped out by the river. He's like, I know that, that's... Ah, that taco selling son bitch fisherman's gonna be here any second. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I seen you fucking fishing again, you fucking taco pusher. He's got a fucking tracking device on the guy's car, probably. If you fish one more fucking time, I'm taking this fucking rifle out of my patrol car and blowing you away there, Jose. I can't wait till they build that fucking wall. I'm gonna throw you in there. It's fucked up. It's unnecessary. It is really fucked up. I don't get it, like... Why? Yeah, it starts off as like a tease for the for the monster too, because this this guy like is running from something that he hears in the in the you know I wouldn't call it the woods, um, but it's like in the trees, and then like there's a fake out where <laughs> off the side yeah, of the road. Yeah. Well, well, hold on, because it's a weird scene because you have this scene with him like shaking down this poor bastard, and it, it's it's bright out, it's midday. Cut to him pulling someone over in the middle of the night. Yeah, what? Mortimer drives by and is like, hey, Dudley, you need a hand? He's like, just a speeding ticket. Okay, I'll be in the office. He goes up to this driver, and this woman's like fucking, you know, looking at him, has her shirt unbuttoned a little bit, and he's like, okay, maybe I won't give you a ticket. Oh, man, he gets home sweet home, doesn't he? We were just out for some wine. Except a giant burly man didn't come out of nowhere. I, I, and I don't know. She like kind of grabs at him when she, when he goes to give her fucking license back. And I'm like, wow, you really got away with that? Maybe it was <laughs> Body by Jake in the Woods and not the being. <laughs> you just hear this heavy brewing. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's just cackling in the fucking woods. He heard his nat. He heard his uh, his natural call of "I hate my mom," and then he started running. <laughs> it's so funny because he's like, he's like, "Oh, you were speeding there." He's like, "You know, I should give you a ticket, but I'm not going to." And he's like, got his fucking arm on the window and falls inside the car. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, okay. yeah. He's fucking slips on his elbow or his sleeve or something. I was hoping he would just like brain himself in the top of the car and pass out. He fucking falls in the car when he's trying to be all fucking slick, and he's like, "All right, well." Uh, yeah, uh, don't go 58 by. But yeah, like you were saying, he hears like a rustling in the woods and it's just a dog. So he gets back in the car, in the patrol car. It's a literal German shepherd that runs out of the, <laughs> the yeah. woods. He gets in the patrol car and he's like all happy with himself. And then he hears like a little bit of noise in the back seat. He gets a fucking fist through the chest. <laughs> <laughs> But by a bony, gelatinous, covered fucking hand. Oh, he gets fucking canoed. Oh, yeah, man. It's. He's got a fucking beaten heart in that hand. Does he really? Yeah. Because I could not see that. I had I had the fucking brightness on my laptop turned up all the way. I did not see no damn heart. If it if if it was his heart, it was the smallest heart ever. It's a goddamn chicken heart inside Dudley. I believe it. I do know that the, the VHS transfer of this does not look great. I rented this on Amazon Prime, and it was supposed to be an HD transfer that I rented for $2, and it looked like it came off a Betamax tape. Well... I have the VHS, but I watched my DVD just for convenience. Sure, sure. And the DVD looks fine. That's why I was con- I, that's why I was confused because I know you guys probably watched uh, a digital version, um, and you said you rented it. So I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, well, the DVD looks amazing, and the lighting and the yeah, color correction <laughs> is really fucking good. I was that's what I was going to bring up in the at the end portion of this, um, which I will later. But like, yeah, because I was curious if this had a had a good transfer out there. Well, the DVD looks great. This film is also on Blu-ray, but I don't own that, so it could be it could be the it could be they fucking fucked up the the, the grading or something, or just darkened the shit out of it. Maybe, maybe it's just dark. I rented the standard uh, edition, the standard definition on Amazon, and yeah, there were some things where I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like the the eyes in the back seat that you were talking about before, couldn't fucking see them. <laughs> yeah, it's a little yeah, rough. No- really? Oh man, they must have fucking. But I think Code Red put out the Blu-ray. Oh, P.S. Code Red put out that Boneyard Blu-ray in conjunction with Kino Lorber. <laughs> the Boneyard? Uh, Connor, can you give us a little update on the WWE's Boneyard, by the way, <laughs> while we're on the topic? Um, It's two days, by the way? What the fuck is that shit? I've seen clips of this, and I don't know what the fuck is running through Vince McMahon's head, or honestly, The Undertaker's head, or AJ Styles' head, because it was... Eh, I... I eh. It's fucking, it ends with the Undertaker, and it's it's an American badass Undertaker, by the way, (laughs) on his fucking motorcycle with his hand in the air with flames going off in the background as he fucking rides off on his motorcycle. Oh my fucking God. Who wants that? He chokeslams AJ Styles off a fucking building. What are you doing? I mean, I get you couldn't have an audience with everything going on like we talked about earlier in the show. Sean... Be careful, because you just almost made me impulse spend $9.99 just to watch that stupid shit. (laughs) (laughs) Do not support that company. I fucking knew that shit was going to happen because I couldn't film an entrance or exit for The Undertaker. (laughs) YouTube it, man. I'm sure somebody's got it up already. Well, I know what I'm doing after this recording. Yeah, it's like on an empty... You gotta look it up. (laughs) It is a sight to behold. At some point, AJ Styles and and his group summon an army of druids who come out of a garage. That sounds fucking ridiculous. Yes. That happened. <laughs> I, I honestly, I I kind of hope I was ho- I was kind of hoping for Allie Oates to come in and fucking do some work. She would have saved it. You know, help, get the double choke slam in with the Undertaker. They each grab him by the throat. 
kind of like him and Kane used to do back in the day. But she's dressed like the whole Mr. Susan thing, where she's covered in pillows and garbage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My name is Mrs. Susan. <laughs> Me and Joe still have no idea what you're talking about. We, we saw a picture. No. Yeah. Still, <laughs> that's the only context I have. And the only thing I've seen from WrestleMania so far is that fucking... Miz and fucking John Morrison video. My goodness gracious. I'm good. I don't need that kind of audio cancer in my life. Um, If that's any implication of what <laughs> is going on at WrestleMania right now, you can fucking count me out. I'm sitting at WrestleMania for the first time in my life, so that speaks <laughs> volumes. Um, But anyway, this fucking movie. So, so then I, now I'm back on the radio again. <laughs> My friend Dudley got one through the chest. I mean, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. My friend Dudley fucking took one for the team last night. He disappeared, and uh, if you see him, I'm gonna... You know, this one's for you, Dudley. I'm gonna play some fucking Hank Williams. Here we go. This is where I was like, either you're the DJ from the Warriors, or you're omniscient. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Question one. Did they find the patrol car? Question two. If they did, did they see all the green shit on the inside of the patrol car? This man's chest was bursted out. It was blowing the fuck out. Oh, wait. Yeah, some bone matter or something, maybe? I guess, but I there's got to be blood and shit all over the place, right? We come back, and uh, it's just a fucking hole in the ground. Yeah. And there's no car or anything. Does he eat the car? Does he does he get in it like Harrison Ford? Does he drive it around? Who fucking knows? Does he drive it into a lake? Could be. I wish I could remember the name of that movie to finish that reference, but I can't remember it. Which one? Uh, that uh, that one where Harrison Ford, it, it ru- kind of ruins the movie. What Lies Beneath? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean, don't you dare spoil a 20-year-old movie. How dare you? <laughs> I know, right? Well, I just watched it recently, so it was new to me. That's only been parodied in fucking everything. Has it really? Oh god, yeah. I think the scary I've been movie missing out, man. The scary movie two marketing hinged on that movie. Like they, <laughs> oh, sure they is. gave away certain reveals for what lies beneath in the marketing for scary movie two. Yeah. Tim Curry's on a fucking slab. Well, my point is, was he like Harrison Ford fucking dropping it in a lake? Because I don't think this thing can drive a car. I mean, they say it's intelligent, but I don't think it's that intelligent. It's only got one hand. I think it's too slimy to grip a wheel. Yeah, maybe. Uses those tentacles, man. Wraps it around and just fucking starts driving. It's weird because, like, it has a tentacle, but I'm pretty sure it's its tongue at one point, and then it has a hand at another point. Yeah, it's got various... Pe- we we never see all this stuff in one shot. Like, it's just it's no. all very separate. And even when, like, you get a clear shot of it, you're like... All right, so where's its hands? Where's its tentacles? Where's the rest of it? This thing's got to be constantly mutating because, like, on the cover, on the cover art, the poster art, it's like a bipedal monster with two arms and two legs. But in the movie, like, its tongue is shooting out and wrapping around people's necks, and then at one point it's just like a fat larva thing, and then the other times yeah. it has one hand but not another hand. I, I would be interested to see, or rather to find out, like the order of a like the order this was filmed in. Yeah, just just to kind of get a better idea of like what the fuck happened behind the scenes. No idea. Yes. Yeah, so then we cut back to uh, Garson, who's I thought was Carson, but I looked it up and it's fucking Garson, Martin Landau's character. Um, and he's like, he's they're in a lab and they're like processing that green shit, but we don't see more like give it to Martin Landau. He just has it, right? Yeah, and his has like a he has like his assistant loading it into like a petri dish. No, he's loading it into a fucking pestle and mortar, and I'm like, what are you doing oh, with that? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he fucking making a potion out of it or something? He's like practicing fucking alchemy or some <laughs> shit. Like, what is he doing? He's like, wow, this thing's really radioactive. Wow, that's it. Sure is. Where'd you get this? Oh, the nuclear fucking power plant. Okay, he's gonna sell it to Toys R Us. It's called fucking goop <laughs> or whatever. 
<laughs> he's making a homunculus. Watch out, that's how you get cum door. Yeah, yeah, buried underground. Fucking wait wait four weeks, out comes a fucking four-leaf clover on top of cum door. <laughs> we don't know how they're connected, but that's usually what happens. No, but don't eat it, that's for sure. So yeah, then Martin Landau's like, look at these readings on my size seismograph, even though I, what, I don't what's happening. And he's like, there are 96 rads, that's really high uh, radiation. Uh, maybe I should go to the site and make sure nothing's leaking. Pop some rad X. Yeah, dude, you gotta fucking put that rad suit on. Which, which, I, I kind of was waiting for this entire movie and no one wears one. No. Which is odd because I don't care how confident you are that there's nothing wrong, like there's no radiation leaking out of this fucking dump site. You don't go in there with no protection on. Well, right, no, but like we were saying earlier, he's gonna go fucking camping there. He's got a fucking tent and a sleeping bag and a, and a shotgun, I guess, just in case. And you think it's like just like a news thing like he's just doing it like putting it on for the news lady but he actually goes motherfucking camping there to like do some tests well and he tells the reporter he's like yeah uh yeah i'm really doing it why don't you join me and then later (laughs) she fucking is there interviewing him while he's there with all this shit under his arms like he's going out to fucking skinwalker ranch or some (laughs) shit like yeah bigfoot's gonna come out of this fucking portal well then we go to uh this this fucking mayor's house and he's like lounging on his bed and his wife's like rushing around like we have a party tonight and like you need to get changed he's like i don't want to go to your fucking party i hate all your friends he's like your family's gonna be here too he's like yeah whatever I don't give a shit. I need my potatoes to be okay. That's all I care about. And just bottle in my fucking pocket. Yeah, but then, like, right after that, it's so weird because we cut to Mort, and he's, like, in his bed now watching TV. Yeah, watching TV, and he, ha- he has his Alley Oats moment. Oh, dude, he falls asleep and has a fucking weird chrom- uh, monochromatic dream. What the fuck is this dream? I kind of love it. I kind of love it. He's like in a plane with the with the professor or the doctor. Yeah, with the professor, he's sitting there eating a fucking crunch bar. <laughs> he's just like, I don't know why I'm here. Playing the xylophone. I don't know. My my mom said I couldn't go on planes, but I also can't have chocolate. But here I am. Richard's in the back, fucking taking notes. Takes his glasses off. They just about crashed the damn thing. Oh well, they're doing it anyway. Uh, so he's in the fu- this fucking plane with. Uh, it's all black and white. They're in a plane. And the monster, like, slops itself on top of the fucking windshield. This I kind of like because they don't know what it looks like yet. So it's kind of just like, it's the monster, but it's not the same one you've been seeing, if if I'm not mistaken. The monster is credited, I forget the, the little man's name, but, and he was, he's so, he was so fucking old, he was one of the lollipop guild? In oh Wizard of Oz. Oh my god. Oh my god. I forgot what his name is. Um... But he's credited as the monster in this film, like, doing stunts as the monster. And in this particular scene, yeah, it totally looks like a little person in a suit. But um, I don't know how much of that... This is definitely, like, where your comedy comes in. Because this is totally like a Twilight Zone Wizard of Oz joke. We're trying to channel some fucking David Lynchian vibes here. And, you know, (laughs) it's kind of cool. Like, I kind of dig it. Like, I like it, you know? Stop trying to figure it out, okay? (laughs) They're just on a plane, all right? <laughs> With a monster. Calm the fuck down. And then he pulls him out. And yeah, the monster like pulls him, pulls the doc out of the plane. And like the whole time, Mort's just like deadpan, just like, yeah, well, that's a hell of a thing. Well, the doctor, as he's being like fucking ripped out of a plane, is like, all right, grab the fucking wheel. 
You got to do this, that, and the other thing to make sure this thing doesn't crash. While Mort does this all calmly. And then he's like, okay, let me go reach for the dock. And the guy just drops. And then it cuts to Ruth Buzzy on a fucking broom bleeding out of her eyes. And she's like, it's all on your head, Mortimer. And then he wakes up. <laughs> and that was it. And, oh, and then he, then he looks at his clock like, oh, fuck. I forgot to pick up Lori at 7.30. It's midnight, asshole. It's nighttime again. <laughs> it's 11.45. He rolls up to this fucking place, and he's like, where do you think you're going? And she's like, well, I was going to leave because I thought you forgot about me. It's 11.45. He's like, I didn't fucking forget I was hung up. He's uh, he's got, he, he gave me some uh, some unfortunate Daniel Baldwin oh, vibes. He, oh, yeah. And certain interactions with Lori because he's constantly grabbing her wrist and grabbing her arm and pulling her in directions. Well, the only reason he even wakes up from that nightmare, too, is because Landau calls him and he's sitting there with a fucking shotgun like, you got to come out to the disposal place. <laughs> There's some weird shit happening, dude. I fucking love his elephant gun, by the way. His... His giant fucking shotgun. But yeah, he picks up Lori and and he's like, "Well, why did you leave?" She's like, "She's like, it's eleven forty-five. I wanted to go home." And he's like, "I was sleeping. <laughs> I wanted to go home." Well, and while they're arguing, you see this fucking chud come out of the sewer, <laughs> dude. You see the manhole cover pop off. It pops that fucking manhole cover off. You think he's partying down there with the chuds? I think so. Him and Daniel Stern hanging out. It's a big orgy down there. Yeah, they're playing cards. The beings getting fucking down. Yeah, man, he's having the having fucking sewer dance party. This might be the last night of my life. He fucking leaves, and the chuds are like, "I fucking hate that guy. Why do we keep asking him down here?" He's fucking green shit everywhere. He never cleans it up. How old is he anyway? He see, I don't know if he's old enough. Did they check his ID? It's like a fake ID. Is he like nine? What did he say his name was? <laughs> Honestly, how old is he supposed to be? Like his mo- quote-unquote mother. I'm not really sure how old she's supposed to be. Probably 60 at least. I think he's supposed to be like 10 or some shit. Yeah. I, a lot of it's kind of like speculative. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like that dream because it never goes anywhere. Um, nope. <laughs> I mean, foreshadowing about the doc, I guess. Didn't you ever see the fucking Shatner Twilight Zone, Connor? Come on. That's the that's the reference. That's it. That's that's all it is. But it's lots of, like, this movie lifts up, like, it, it establishes plot threads, and then just fucking drops them. Well, because they need to cut to the next scene. The only foreshadowing in that dream is the fact that the fucking doc gets pulled by his ankles a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that you mention ah! it. Oh my god, oh this my, next oh, fucking part. Yeah, I fucking remember this. So so this monster has been like quietly sneaking up on people, making a point to not cause a big fucking scene, and it just <laughs> abandons this tactic altogether and attempts to diving crossbody these two and so- just fucking lands in the driver's seat of the car. Mort goes to open this fucking car door and literally <laughs> opens it, and this thing flies off side of the screen into the car, and he slams the door shut, and they fucking run into the diner. And it's very clearly just someone who took a dummy and just fucking aggressively chucked it against the side of a car. Because it, it put like, some slime on it and just threw it in there. It slams against the the, the inside and just like... <laughs> That, that is, and it was the one from the fucking drive-in. That must be the one that they made out of, like, fucking pillows or some <laughs> shit. They didn't, it didn't matter if it got fucked up. Yeah, it looks like a larva or something. Like a, like a worm yeah, at this it's, point. Yeah, it's fucking, it's cockroach Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wipe my ass. Don't you kill me! <laughs> I hate macaroons. Oh man, you think if he, you, you think there, you think Doc like made like a, a a cure and put him in macaroons and just didn't tell anybody, but they just decided to kill this thing. Yeah, I believe it. And the kid didn't like macaroons. He didn't like coconut. 
the delicious coconut fucking fuzz drizzled thingies. Uh, yeah, they they uh, hide out in the diner because I guess there's only so many places in this town to go to. It's like well, we can hide the diner or the potential, you know, uh, massage parlor. Do you think Steven Spielberg saw this movie? No, zero. <laughs> Why do you ask? Because because this is awful akin to the Velociraptor. Yes, it is. <laughs> kitchen scene. Because they go to the back door. I, I don't know what their fucking plan is, but they go to the back door of the diner, and uh, this thing is already there because, again, like we've established, it teleports all over the yeah. place. And so they lock the door, and they go in, but, it's some, but then they see... This makes no sense. It's at the back door. Mortimer fucking closes the door. He turns around. Lori's gone. And there's like a fucking, the door to come into the back uh, kitchen area is like swinging. So like Joe was saying, he's creeping around trying to find this thing. Also, he pulls a fucking butcher knife that I guess they just keep lodged behind an electrical socket. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. But it looks cool, the way it's lit. Yeah, it looks cool. And uh, I guess it's like, in case someone tries to attack me in the kitchen oh that's the stabbing knife yeah or if you need to fucking cut some potatoes or something i don't know that's the protection knife not the peeling knife (laughs) the home protection cooking knife but like joe's saying the way he is fucking shuffling around this this kitchen dude he's crawling around he's like banging on the floor with a fucking ladle yeah. No, he's not doing that. But <laughs> trying to get the fucking uh, metal uh, draw down <laughs> so we can crash into it. He sees the being, but like it thinks it sees his reflection, and he's like trying to fucking close it, close the fucking thing. No, um, he's walking around and he sees it like I don't know what jerking off in the fucking freezer. What is it doing? <laughs> I think it's like chowing down, like on a fucking. Some kind of steak or something. I thought he was eating Lori, but he's and he's like, "Oh God, Lori!" And then she slams the fucking freezer door and locks it in there. She's like, "There, hero of the movie, I did your job." And it freaks the fuck out. But unfortunately, they've learned to open doors, and Ellie has not secured the door locks. <laughs> well, that puts them above the aliens from Signs. <laughs> Well, she turns the light on and it freaks out, and that's when you first find out that it's sensitive to light. Yeah, because it it like starts all getting all fucked up. Um, and then they call the mayor. They're like, "Mayor, we got the we got the being TM in the freezer. You got to come check this shit out." And apparently, Lutz was like, "Bring everything. Bring the FBI. Bring the police. Bring the army. Bring everything <laughs> but the bring the whole fucking army." Help! Help! The leprechauns attacking. Bring everything but the National Guard for some reason. So he has this like nice suit on, this blue powder fucking suit for his wife's party, and he comes in. He immediately fucking unholsters his fucking handgun. He's like, where is it? Mayor's packing heat. Well, it's Idaho, dude. (laughs) Everybody has guns. Yeah. Everybody has guns. Open carry. Opens the fucking freezer door, and, like, there's a camera pan across the room, and it's like, nothing, 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 nothing. Ominous red and green pile of goop, nothing, 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 nothing. He's like, what's the big deal? (laughs) There's a big slop of shit on the floor. Is that supposed to impress me? Yeah, I'm supposed to be impressed by this pile of boogers. This this puddle of goo. And then he goes to the morgue, he's like, by the way, you fuck up one more time, you're fired. (laughs) Man, he goes to sit at the bar, like the the di- the bar in the diner, you know, like the uh, the oh <laughs> to get a phone yeah, to call. Get, she, yeah, because Lori's like your wife's on the phone because f- she knows that he's at the diner. I guess she does. Yeah. Well, because they called, uh, I guess his yeah. house. I don't know. So he's sitting down, and like Ruth Buzzy's going on and on, and he's just enamored by this naked lady on this pack of matches he's got because he's about to smoke a cigarette. Well, right, she's like that dirty diner because yeah, <laughs> I guess that also has a pornography problem, <laughs> and he's loving it. 
He's like, yeah, I like seeing tits on my matches. I couldn't even smoke my cigarette. There's just like hidden porno stashes all over the town, which will be established in a few minutes. I mean, that that's kind <laughs> of like when Joe says it, it's a fucking horror comedy, that is kind of one of those comedic undertones. Yeah, it totally is. Um, And it's pretty, uh, there's a lot of intentional comedy in this, and it's pretty funny. Because uh, he leaves, and then, uh, you know, Lori and Mort go to leave, and they see, like, uh, goop marks all over the fucking sidewalk. They're like, it got out! And they start fucking running down the street. <laughs> Someone's icy melted on the sidewalk. <laughs> Someone dropped a bag of ice! <laughs> the blob fucking moved through here. <laughs> oh, these people would be fucked if the blob came through their town, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then they uh, they come across these three uh, good old boys. These three warriors rejects who gangs all kicked them out or something. Uh, who, maybe. Who were sitting in front of this garage door with brooms and like wacky outfits. I'm like, are you like, are you like 40, are you 45 year old street ruffians? Like, no, what, man, they're, they're, they're the sweepers. They fucking hit you with the Bible and sweep that fucking smut away. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the gang. That's the... <laughs> you, yeah. you're up we're, we're the we're the toughest gang in Idaho. <laughs> we're the sweepers. We're going to beat you down with the good word of the Lord. The good book's going to beat you. <laughs> we might be the only gang in Idaho. That doesn't make us not the toughest. <laughs> <laughs> well, the main guy in the middle, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a bright idea. He's like, we don't want these assholes in our town. Why don't we just burn the building down? Yeah. Let's do so by touching everything. <laughs> and, and this is like that those comedic undertones that I was just talking about because they go in there and they start looking around for shit to burn and this guy who is like who came up with the idea to burn it down finds this fucking stack of playboys <laughs> it's, it, and is just sitting there reading them well quote unquote reading it's like the it's like the woods porno but like in a fucking you know a warehouse dude it Charlie strikes again it's Easter Charlie brings the fucking playboys oh, for everybody oh my god <laughs> it, good, good reading good reading it's culture. Amer good American culture. Well, the guy's sitting there reading the Playboy, and he's, like, calling the other guy over to, like, basically, like, huh, look, they're, they're, these people are fucking trying to ruin our town. <laughs> and then he's like, actually, never mind, as he sits there and he's looking at the double spread. Look at this centerfold. It's ruining our town. Hey. Something weird's happening inside my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so he stuffs fucking Charlie Bounty Hunter's porn in his jacket, and uh, he hears, like, uh, Willis get fucking sucked underneath the, um garage door again because this being just teleports wherever the fucking director tells him to go yeah and its superpower is grabbing you by the ankles and dragging you away and then uh he he's yelling for john the other guy john and he's yelling for fucking uh willis and nobody's to be found and uh he's like it's okay they abandoned me because they're all a bunch of pussies but i got the bible i got the lord's word in my hand we're gonna fucking uh, we're gonna do this we're gonna burn this fucking thing down he goes outside and the fucking tentacle wraps around this guy's neck and throws him through the fucking window of this place yeah <laughs> This is also an awesome stunt. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, because this is also like the first time you see the tentacle, and then he relies on it heavily throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like he gets a new ability. Well, then, you know, it's nighttime in this scene, and then we go to, like, I don't know, midday, and this fucking old woman's at the dump site like, Michael! Yeah. Michael, where are you? Yeah, what is she doing there? I don't know. She's on the set of fucking hardware, and she's screaming <laughs> for her kid. 
They just need to establish again that this woman's A, crazy, and B, looking for her son, I guess. This is what you want. This, this is, is what, what you, you get. get. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like p- pumping in the background. Uh, but yeah, she's like there dressed like Enya, and she's just like fucking, <laughs> she's walking around in this like, like the edge of this lake where there's just Duke Nukem barrels all over the place. And she's just, Michael! Michael! And then she just leaves. Again, the editing. We're talking about all this shit happening at the, you know, essentially concurrently uh, this Rapid night. fire, dude. Why the fuck are we going from a dark scene to this, like, midday, it's kind of, it's pretty fucking bright out from what I recall. It's like Twilight. Back to, oh, it's also the same night where where uh, Landau's fucking there with the fucking shotgun waiting for Mortimer to get there. Right, it's right. It's the same fucking night. It's it, like it literally happens five minutes later. We go back to him. Yeah, imagine he's like he calls up uh, Lutz. He's like, I see something. There's something dressed in white. I'm gonna take aim at it. Well, because yeah, because we go from this scene to like one more like radio fucking part, and then we go to the mayor's wife's party. She calls it an Easter recital for her and her nine rich friends. I guess. I guess, and they they and her husband's family supposedly i guess they fucking bring in the chick from midsommar and she starts singing uh she comes in starts tiny like tiny timming all over the place um <laughs> she just comes in tiptoe by the window she's singing some shit uh or uh, uh what is it uh she's singing beautiful dreamer beautiful dreamer yeah and i guess the mayor got home but like hasn't gone in yet he's gonna take a few sips out of his flask before he like Gets uh, before he goes in to fucking talk to his party guests. Dude, he's hooching in the fucking car hard. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck, I gotta deal with my family and these assholes." And these two skeletal hands come out of his fucking uh, Coors Light containers in oh, front of him. Man, you think that was Rawhead? Ah, uh, I wish. I kind of wish it was, but unfortunately, it was the being because again teleportation powers wherever they point the camera that's where he goes i fucking died at this scene because he so this thing bursts out from behind these fucking boxes and this guy puts his fucking car in reverse and and floors it and backs out and breaks right through his fucking garage door and then just drives out of the movie (laughs) yeah somehow this asshole makes it out alive even his wife comes outside like what the fuck yes what the fuck (laughs) Dude, she pays for it. She sure does. She fucking gets tentacled around the neck and hits that fucking high note. She goes, oh, and then it cuts. <laughs> All right, well, that, that part was actually pretty fucking funny because you have that bad singing in the background. And I think we go right back to the uh, the dump, the radioactive waste dump. Yeah, and, th- and this is why I kind of had that whole thought, the whole movie about this guy kind of being shady because when Mortimer gets there, he's like, what the fuck are you trying to cover up, Doc? Uh, maybe just Mortimer thinks that. I, I don't really get that whole angle. Sure, but like it's also that thing where like we never have a moment with Mortimer alone where he's being, you know, a bad guy. Well, and that's that's why earlier I referred to him as fucking Haggerty Light because think about Elf. Yeah. Like Haggerty, at least like as as uh, low energy he is, he at least has like some stake in the fucking plot and he, he investigates it. And uh, he he comes to his conclusions, and that movie happens. This film, other than this guy being a cop and and trying to figure out what this green goo is and try these bodies, like there's there's never any mention of some conspiracy that he's fucking looking into. It's not like John Hurd and Chud, where he's like trying to find out like what they're covering up. It's just kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah, you're right. And uh, he kind of falls into it. Like like again, like. It's happening under his nose, and I guess, like, it's just slipping through the cracks, and he's not even noticing. 
I guess. He's also lazy and passive and doesn't really make an effort to, like, really search for clues or do any police work. No, he just sits in his tent with his gun and he's like, something's wrong here. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about Lutz. But yeah, him too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Garson's Garson's solution is like, I'll go just look at stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Landau tells him about this fucking shed on the property finally. Wow, we gotta go check this out. Look what I found. The shag shack? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? He made, like, a spank shack out there, this place. He, like, collects porno and trinkets and stuff. Yeah, it's a weird thing they set up where it's like, oh, yeah, he takes stuff from all the people he's eaten, but why and when and... Is he a serial killer? Maybe. I, I don't actually eat these things for pleasure. I just, you know, the kill is the pleasure. The kill's the pleasure, and I collect stuff. Like, you know, look at my collection. But, like... The walls are plastered with Playboys. Yeah! You think that's why he killed that guy? Because <laughs> he was like, oh, you took my fucking Playboys. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that was like his secret stash that he didn't have in the fucking shed. He was going there to pick it up. Yeah, probably. Maybe the being is a metaphor for pornography and the evil. Uh, uh, nothing. In in fact, maybe that's why he was at the mayor's house. He had to get that chorus light. He, didn't, he was dry. <laughs> It was bud dry, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then he just killed his—he killed the mayor's wife for fucking just for fun, just for kicks, dude. And he's got that fucking bike there from the Easter egg hunt prize. He's got that there. I I yeah. did like that. I'm like, okay, I guess that's from the Easter egg hunt. Um, also, Dudley's police badge is just on top of this pile of garbage, and Lutz has no yeah. reaction. He's like, oh. Dudley. That's Dudley's, all right. Anyway, <laughs> it's just like a mattress covered in goo and stuff. Yeah. Um, also, this made me think of Watchers, but not the movie, because they don't do it in the movie, but in the book, um, there's a lot, there was a few parallels with the book and, and this movie, because in the book, the, the bioengineered monster in the book is, like, super intelligent, and ends up, like, being able to talk at the end of the uh, book, which was really fucking creepy, uh, but one of the things that happens in it is, like, it makes its own home, like, this hideout kind of thing, and it collects shit just like this and, like, puts it all over the place. And um, Martin Landau even makes the point to say that, like, oh, you know, he's super intelligent, but it's psychotic. And that's exactly how that monster's described in The Watchers book, Dean Coosen's The Watchers. That's, it made me think of that. If anybody else has read The Watchers, it was very, or not The Watchers. If anybody has read Watchers, it's it's very similar to that. The way that this is set up. Anyway. Hey, more tentacle power. Right, because he's there again. Because the plot dictates it. The night he came home. <laughs> Michael! Oh, Le- no. <laughs> Loomis is in the corner! Six times! I shot him six, six times! times. Mark Lando's like, the fuck are you doing here, Loomis? <laughs> he's gotta be stopped! I don't know, I've been wandering around with this revolver for 30 years! I was his doctor with his one dark eye. <laughs> Dr. Loomis, have you seen any other... Have you seen any other patient since Michael? Only I understand him. There was nothing but his, there was it was his eye was cold, his one singular eye. Oh my god, get Loomis out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ, he's hit he's he's on the Robitussin again. Uh, then, then you get like okay, like we're saying here, the being attacks them and then we we get one of the worst cuts I think of the film. Because Landau's being grabbed and dragged into this fucking yeah. hole, and it just cuts, and he's no longer being grabbed. The being is no longer in the shot. And it's just the hole. And it's like, wait, 
what? It's just the hole. <laughs> and and then uh, Mort just shoots into the hole, and then they run out. The remainder of this movie also goes all in on Martin Landau close-up reaction shots. Actually, you know what? In fact, it's not a tentacle that grabs him. It's the literal being is on top of him, that worm fucking body. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. jumps on him. But the second time, it's uh, he jumps on him. But that first time, you see the fucking tentacle come out of its fucking mouth right, like right. its tongue. I guess my point is this thing is literally on top of him. They cut. It is no longer on top of him and in the hole. No, no passage of time. I think they flash a light on it or some shit. That might have been a thing. May, uh, unless they just didn't have that in the digital cut Maybe, for some reason. Don't, <laughs> don't they? Uh, she, oh, she, he's. it's got like the tentacle wrapped around him and... She, and uh, Lori, like, fucking chops... Oh, yeah, she pulls a hatcher out of a pile of garbage and cuts the tentacle off. Yeah, she chops it with a she chops it with a fucking axe or some shit, and then it, like, retreats back into the hole again. Like, it, it's weird. It's very choppy. And then don't they all collectively step through a portal and are just at the police station? No, they go into the truck? Question mark? <laughs> well, they go in the car for, like, a hot second, and then they're just, like Connor said, they're magically in the police station... And they're, like, pulling rifles off the wall. And this is where you get this scene where uh, Mortimer pulls Lori to the side. They're in the car, and this thing grabs him again? And it's just a close-up shot of Martin Landau's face, and then we just cut to the fucking police station. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird as fuck. Like, what is it, in the car? (laughs) I don't know. Really poorly put together. Um, But, yeah, they're in the police station, and they're grabbing these rifles. Yeah, they look like they're going to be armed to the teeth, and they're just not. There's three. But yeah, then he pulls Lori aside, um, and he's like, he's like, ah, you can't come with us because it's dangerous, and uh, there's only ten people left in this town, so we can't <laughs> lose any more. You're also a woman, and you can't come do a man's job. This is a man's job, Lori. I know you really want to help, and you could, you really actually could, because you're the only one that's actually injured this thing in the movie so far. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna lock you in this jail cell. Yeah. You're the only proactive member of this cast, but, uh, here. Now, give me a kiss and get the fuck in this jail cell. Sorry, sweetheart. You're out of the movie. Goodbye. Well, not really. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he kisses her and then pushes her into a jail cell and locks it. By the way, this jail cell is tiny and looks like it's in some kind of industrial factory. And, by the way, she's definitely breaking up with his ass after this is all over. Oh, yeah. A fucking rookie move. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we find out that the witch is name her name is Marge, who's Michael's mother, and she's just there at the police station, and she's like, "Hey, Marge is here. Keep your company." Yeah, just just walking around. Well, we get this from uh, Officer Exposition, who has never been seen before and is never seen again. He's like the the, no. the third police officer who to work in this town. Yeah, because he he lets Lori out of the cell. He's like, "Yep, uh, Mortimer said after five minutes, let her out." And she goes out there, and she's like. Marge, what are you doing out here? She's like, Michael, I have to go to Michael. She's like, what? She's like, well, you gotta go home, Marge. She's like, oh, thanks for walking me home. You know, nobody gives a shit about me. Thanks. And she has green slime all over the fucking handrail. <laughs> she just goes, oh my god, wait. Do you see this? Marge, what is this shit? And she's like, oh, that's Michael's slime. Uh, bye. bye. And she runs into the house. She goes into the house and then, uh... <laughs> fucking Lori goes in after her and she kind of looks around and I guess sees how disheveled it is and then uh, Marge turns the light on and comes in like ranting like oh my god my baby I, I, I think that's it and then we cut back to uh, Landau and fucking Mort like back at the radiation site and they're like sitting in a <laughs> are they driving there first because then we have the uh... well they well they do but when they get there they're sitting there hashing their plan out yeah and he's like he's like what is what do you what do you think this is doc and he's like I don't know he's a fucking genetic freak he's a mutation caused by the radiation 
And again, it's like that Watchers thing where it's like he's 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 extremely intelligent, but he's fucking psychotic. And then it goes back to it's alive, and it's like there's these there's dumps all over the U.S. There's gonna be more of these monsters. Apparently, I don't know how he comes to that conclusion, but sure. And then this fucking monster is like licking the back window or something. <laughs> Just and they shoot it. And then he's like, "Oh my god, he's here already!" <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! We were wasting time talking. Well, instead of having this conversation on the ride over or at the police station, <laughs> dude, they fucking shoot this thing through the back window and then they floor it and they end up jumping out of the car. And the car's just driving with this monster in it, and then Mort shoots it, and it fucking explodes? Yeah, after it crawls <laughs> to a fucking stop. Here's the thing. He shoots this 30 yards away with a fucking, like, buckshot elephant gun, and this car goes up in one shot. Oh, yeah. He fucking pinks it. And, and Connor, you you are, uh, you commonly mention this kind of stuff on the show, but I'm going to steal, steal your spotlight for a second. I thought this movie was about to be over. Me too. <laughs> and then I said, holy shit, there's 20 minutes left. What the fuck are they going to do for 20 minutes? <laughs> oh. Walk around for a little while. Yeah, they, they, they walk into, like, uh, uh, some kind of, like, abandoned factory, laboratory thing. With cyanide fucking tanks? With giant, giant tanks of cyanide everywhere that are all labeled cyanide. Is this just, like, a warehouse for noxious chemicals? On site of the radiation place? I, I guess. And and the fucking... And the cat? It's where they gather up all the chemicals that keep making speedsters and just dump them. Yeah, exactly. It's just like sulfuric acid, cyanide, radiation, toxic waste. Just a comic origin story disposal <laughs> site. There's also a cat just in a closet that someone forgot about. And Landau thinks it's the funniest fucking thing he's ever seen in his whole life. Oh my god, he stops, he grabs his guts, he hugs Lutz. He, hugs Lutz. he almost goes Simon Basel on it, but he, but he fucking holds back. I mean, I get it. <laughs> You're going through all this shit. And to him, he's like, he's about to shit his pants because he thinks it's the monster. And it's like, oh, okay. Need a little bit of levity here after what we've been going through. But but then he gets, like, hung up on this cat. It's kind of funny. He's <laughs> like, because I'm like, ah, nothing. No, nothing here. All right. Well, the whole reason this man dies is because of this cat. Uh, but yeah, he's like, he's like, all right, nothing here. Let's leave. Oh wait, the kitty. And he's more. It's like, yeah, I guess. Okay, let's get the cat. Mind you, they can't get the power to go on, and the phone doesn't work, and they're in this fucking warehouse with this cat and the bean. So they're calling for the cat. They know the fucking monsters in there, dude. They walk past its entrails, and neither of them see it on the ground. They actively step over its ripped apart carcass. They're like, "Where's that cat? Ooh, it's no. Well, don't step in that. Ugh." Kitty, kitty, kitty. Psst, psst, psst. There's a bloody white thing. Uh, yeah, but then, like, Mort finds the rest of it, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, as he says that, Landau gets grabbed by the feet. Dude, Landau gets grabbed by the feet and pulled into a fucking shelf. <laughs> like, four, like four times. And then is run across... And then is run across all the fucking shelves, and he's like... And it's, like, knocking fucking... Uh, boxes all over Morton shit. This is this is like the horror movie version of the naked gun scene with the guy getting hit by like one explosion after another. I was gonna say it reminded me of Freddy vs Jason when Jason grabs Freddy and just drags him along those rows of windows and throws him out the fucking house. Yeah, maybe. Picture the jaw, the opening scene from Jaws, except instead of water, cardboard boxes and Martin Lando. Yeah, <laughs> Martin Lando's the fin. <laughs> Well, and the whole time Mortimer's like trying to catch him, but he can't, you know, catch up fast enough. And eventually he does, but he's already been ripped to fucking pieces. But like Landau's head is, 
It doesn't look like it's been severed. It just looks like he's peeking over a shelf going, hi, how you doing? Dude, he winks. <laughs> I don't think they knew what kind of movie. No, I think they do know what they're making. It's just, you know. They, they also really love this shot of him screaming as the beast is attacking him. Because they re-show it after the fucking credits roll. Oh, yeah, the insert shots. They probably thought it was fucking hilarious, I guess. Man, this guy really knows how to react to something. <laughs> we gotta reuse that. So, Mort's like, oh, shit, there's his head. And then, like, as he's walking, there's, like, a fucking severed arm. And, like, his chest is, like, ripped out and his leg is all over the floor. Oh, Mr. Arnold, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. Both of his legs are propped up next to each other as if he was standing very straight against a pile of boxes. <laughs> but he's cut off at the knee, so it's just these two shins with shoes on. So then he gets, like, the bright idea, Mortimer, to, like, lock himself in here with this creature. He grabs a fucking axe, dude. And he, like, goes after it and gets fucking pimp slapped across the fucking... Well, he he does block the exit with, like, a fucking shelf that he knocks yeah. over and everything. Yeah, it's, like, the most badass thing he does in the movie, but then it's completely undone by how much fun putz he is so he like cuts this like rope that's holding this like shutter closed or shutter open so it slams closed and then he throws a like a shelf down for it i'm like fuck yeah let's finally be the action hero we've been looking for nope he's just a bumbling idiot but like joe was just saying he gets punched into a fucking bunch of lockers and then you actually finally get the full reveal of this creature and it looks pretty sweet it's it, sean said it bet it's a fucking cacodemon <laughs> all right it's a cacodemon <laughs> with a body like it's just got this yeah it's got this central by the way the eye is the coolest fucking thing about this yeah. thing um it's got one uh one very yeah, visible like eye with a very pronounced socket, and it's just constantly twitching and looking all over the place. Yeah, it looks like Birkin's shoulder. Yeah, and then it has um uh very symbiote esque teeth, and the rest of it looks like the fucking it has skin like the the uh, how do I describe this? Like fucking F Freddy Krueger's face is its skin texture all over the place. Yeah, it looks like the hungry bees from Terror Vision, kind of. It looks like the Terror Vision yeah. tentacle. Yeah. yeah, with a mouth. It looks really cool. The lighting is really good in this, too. I like it. I think it's great. It's very haunted housey kind of lighting. I, I really dig it. Yeah. When he gets knocked into these lockers, like a fucking gas mask falls out of one of them. And so I guess that gives him the bright idea to turn all these cyanide fucking tanks on. And he, like, unscrews them all as he's, like, running around, like, hitting every tank. <laughs> this is a fucking gamble. <laughs> I, I don't even understand what his plan was. Because he kind of, like gives up on it. I think, well, I think the cyanide gas is just supposed to kill it because if you inhale it, you'll die, but this fucking, this fucking final showdown is like 15 minutes long. It's like the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah, and it's mostly him just getting backhanded through stuff. Or like falling off of stuff. <laughs> well, here's yeah. the thing. He, he unscrews all these cyanide tanks and he starts going up like a fucking like uh, wench or something. He like to go towards the ceiling where there's a, 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 you know, a window that he could break through to get the fuck out of there and trap this thing in there with the gas. Well, it doesn't really work. He's trying to climb up the rafters, and he fucking falls, and I'm sitting here thinking his back is broken. Oh, yeah, man. Does any Did anybody else feel like this was, like, it, like if this thing was a mutated Kevin McAllister? Because he fucking steps on a nail, and it goes right through his foot. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, and then he like climbs a rope and like falls on like concrete bags. He has no reaction to stepping on a nail too. That thing goes all the way through his foot and he looks down and he's like, ain't that a son of a bitch. It goes right through his fucking cowboy boot clad foot. And slowly just lifts it off and keeps going. Doesn't he? he he's just like, eh, yeah. 
Ow. He also gets bit in the fucking leg and is limping for like five minutes, and then I guess after he falls and breaks his fucking back, he just forgets <laughs> about it and just is fucking start walking. Hey, dude, he takes this mask off after he has all this gas filling this warehouse, and he doesn't die immediately. Oh, I was gonna say, as soon as that mask came off, I'm like, dead. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's fucking dead. Oh, it doesn't just come off. The creature, like, grabs him by the face and rips it off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And throws him into more chemicals. It's really cool. Fucking sulfuric acid on a shelf. Yeah. J- jars and jars and jars and jars and jars and jars of sulfuric acid. <laughs> so he grabs one of these and fucking wings it across the room and it breaks all over this thing's face. And then he just goes fucking nuts and just chops this thing into a million pieces. And then it fucking explodes into a pile yeah. of shit. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't create a huge explosion from all the gas or anything like that. He doesn't asphyxiate from the gas in the room or the the sulfuric acid fumes or anything. Nope, he goes back to that chain he tried to climb previously, reclimbs it, <laughs> breaks a fucking hole through the for the through the window, and, and he escapes onto the roof. Throws his fucking hat in the air and shit. He's feeling good about it. Yeah. I'm gonna die of fucking cancer probably in about a week. <laughs> Definitely worth it. I'll I'll never make it off this rooftop because the cyanide I've breathed in is probably shutting my body down right now. He just goes to the diner and just fucking dies in his seat at the bar. <laughs> by by the way, by the way, if you watch like stuff about the Iceman, like that's how he killed people, and that shit moves and acts fast oh, yeah. and quietly. So like it, it's in his clothes, it's in his beard, it's in everything he touches. Oh, it's all like, over him. Yeah, and then fade out and we and 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 then i'm back oh my and i just want to tell you that a <laughs> lot of people disappeared from the storm um that storm was a hell of a storm everybody went missing and uh yeah uh, happy easter bye okay he says something puzzling because he says like oh well garson's study came out and everything's a-okay i'm like he did that posthumously <laughs> right. Turns out everything's fine, even though we're about to show you a, 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 a fucking monster hand burst out of the sand pit. And then an animal house ass fucking like credits. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was this? And I like how it opens up with like Dr. Garson's body was donated to medical science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you couldn't just end on the hand coming out of the ground, which was like already a little like on the nose, but sure, why not? No, I, I'm fine with that. I like that. But yeah, like like Connor just said, you have these like little title cards of what happened to each character. And it's like, yeah, uh, fucking Mortimer went to Hollywood to become a stunt actor. <laughs> Stuntman. <laughs> what? And then, like I said earlier, they have the, the joke about the mayor being a fucking potato farm. The first potato farmer in the white yeah. house <laughs> he became president even though this was made after jimmy carter was in the office i also like how L- Lori's was like she continues to waitress somewhere else uh yeah and fucking uh, uh the witch what's her name Mar- margaret she moved away and still cooks for michael which is concerning she lives in, <laughs> she said that she was last seen in palisades california calling for her son michael or some shit looking for michael yeah 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 and then it just says ruth buzzy was never found and that's the being. <laughs> that's the that's that's the bean. So where are we putting this? This is a fucking dumpster movie. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, twenty minutes into it, I was sitting there going, like, has Pluto Nash made me soft? Like, have I like experienced like, are there no more bad movies left? And then, like, a half hour into this, I was like, oh, no, this is bad. This is a confusing mess with bad editing and bad acting and bad ADR and 
bad plot structure and stuff that gets set up and never followed up on and like incoherent time and like I said, the editing is like the movie's biggest sin because you lose where you are and when you're supposed to be so often that it becomes distracting. Like when you watch a man jump across railroad tracks and then the minute his feet touch the ground, it's several hours later. Um, it's confusing. I, this is, I wouldn't say this is like a movie that's bad, like Pluto Nash is bad, which is like nothing about it is redeemable. And you're sitting there just like wanting to drill into your temples in the hopes that you feel something. Um, hey, that would have worked if you didn't stop me. <laughs> Sometimes you catch me off guard with those. Um, uh, but, however, this movie is uh, amusing and in how incompetent it could be sometimes. Um, and just the what the fuckery of it kind of makes it endearing. So it is a dumpster movie, but it's also worth watching, I guess. It's a weird thing I had said right there. Um yeah, it's terrible, but I kind of liked it. But yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> uh, shelf. It's on the shelf. <laughs> of course it is. I knew it! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I, what's not to like about this? It, this is truly one of those uh, so-bad-it's-good flicks. Um, the effects are fucking great. Um, the kills are really cool. The acting is fucking atrocious, but you let it slide because the cinematography in this is actually really good and the lighting is really good and um i love how i loved how a lot of um the scenes were staged and and lit and shot i mean it just it just feels good and again you know it's it's a comedy horror movie so i'm expecting you're expecting some silly stuff but it it never for me it never really goes like wink at the camera kind of shit it's just like recurring jokes again, like like oh the storm took the five people or whatever. Like I th- I think that's funny. Like I I like that kind of cheesy cheesy jokes like that. Um, it works for me. It's comfy. Um, although it 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 does seem there are a few points where it feels like it overstays its welcome, and then it and then it finally gets to the next scene. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think it's charming as hell, and um, I'm a huge fan of Blood Diner, and I think I think Jackie Kong in general um, is a good writer and director, and um, and yeah, I love it. <laughs> I really like it. So uh, on the shelf. Um. Okay. So this is obviously, <laughs> if you've been listening to what I've been saying about this episode or about this movie, uh, is it, it's fucking bottom, bottom <laughs> of the poster, baby. <laughs> Uh, I will say this before I get into the rest of my rant. Uh, th- this movie kind of brought me back to center. I-, I said the boneyard I fucking hated. And this is kind of like a monster in the closet moment for me where, you know, I did that movie and hated it. And then we did like Dungeons and Dragons right after it. And I was like, whoa, uh, maybe I need to fucking take this back a second. Yeah. Back a step. Put that fucking needle back, dude. Yeah. Like this is worse than monster in the closet by a fucking country mile. I think so. I mean, sort of, yeah. I mean, you like it, so maybe that's not, like, a fair uh, comparison from your perspective. This is more horror than Monster in the Closet is. Sure. You know? Absolutely. It, it, Monster in the Closet is very, like, slapstick-forward comedy. Yes, ver- very comedic in yeah. comparison. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'll go so far as to say it's as bad as, like, you know, my, my old standbys, fucking Pluto Nash and House of the Dead. But, holy fucking shit, was this movie bad. Um, the effects are, like, the only thing that saves this from just being, like, 
the worst movie we've done this year for me at least um I don't know what to say the acting was really bad in this film like I picked on the boneyard for that but again in retrospect maybe it wasn't as fucking bad as I realized (laughs) it could have been uh I don't even know the editing Connor kind of touched on that is just so fucking all over the place it really takes you out of the film like we watch movies sometimes on this show and we talk about how there's a lot of cuts and a lot of jumping around and sometimes that can be jarring and this film is kind of a prime example of that where you just go from like one scene to the next where it's you know morning fucking then it's night then it's morning then it's midday then it's morning then it's night and uh it's just it's 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 kind of weird how shit is strung together to the point where I'm just sitting here confused wondering what I watched which is unfortunate because there's a lot of really well composed shots and then it it really took a shit whoever edited it. <laughs> I, I agree. I think the cinematography is good, and I do agree that the lighting is good. And I'll I'll even say that I think the creature effects are mm-hmm. really good. At least in the, at towards the end sure. of the film, I think that like that maggot fucking worm thing is just bizarre. I, I don't know what the thought process was on that. And I, I guess really, by the biggest being my ass about this is that I feel like there's a lot of good ideas in this film that I just just aren't executed well. And that's kind of where I go back. And maybe, again, it's not a fair comparison, but it's a movie that I know and a lot of people know, but I go back to Chud, which, not not the exact same concept, but in the same ballpark. And I think it really just blows this movie out of the water. And maybe that's not fair to say. Obviously, uh, two totally different films. And, you know, of course, Chud with John Hurd and Daniel fucking Stern. How could you go wrong? But uh, just to get back to this film, yeah, it's it's at the bottom of the dumpster. It, uh, it, it honestly, monster in the dumpster. I I can't believe I'm saying this after doing the show for going on two and a half years now. Has has slowly risen to probably the middle of the dumpster. I I might have to actually fucking revisit a movie that I thought I would never want to watch again. And uh, you know what? It uh, it's replaced by this film. And uh, unfortunately, that means it's. Uh, under the dumpster, uh, I finally go back <laughs> under the dumpster. It's been quite a while. Uh, we we dig up that fucking hole. It's 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 kind of gone radioactive under that dumpster after everything that's been poured into it. Back to formula. Yeah, back to formula, man. I got the fucking hazmat suit on. I'm diving into the containment unit. Egon is back, baby. And uh, I- I'm trying to find somewhere to put this under Stay Puff's fucking armpit or something. I'm not really sure where it's going. It's going in that toxic barrel on sam haynes little island yeah exactly and uh i don't know i can't recommend this movie i would say if if, you know what if you're like joe and i don't want to put words in your mouth joe so to correct me on this if i'm wrong but if you like b movies specifically b horror films and you like movies that rely a lot on creature effects stop me if i'm wrong i would say watch this if you don't like those things if that doesn't sell a movie for you I, I pass on this fucking movie hardcore. You're uh you're 110 correct in your accusation. Um, <laughs> also, maybe a selling point of this. I think this is Idaho's only monster movie. <laughs> so so there you go. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. Like, I, I would check this out if if you're if you're a fan of 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 low budget horror films, straight up. And listen, like I I like some B movies. I mean, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm a fanatic like some people, but I you know I love Street Trash. I love Killer Clowns, and maybe those are like more mainstream B movies. But this just doesn't do it for me. Can't please everybody all the time. <laughs> now, especially me, apparently. So that's it. That's the Being from 1983, directed by Jackie Kong. 
Hey, everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster, and uh, we hope you have a happy Easter this weekend. And stay the fuck home, please. Yeah, don't wander around any, you know, radioactive dump sites just screaming for kids' names. Don't be like Michael. Be smart. Or we're going to send the fucking being after you. Whoa, what's that? What's hey, this place will do anything to make a buck. The movie don't scare you, so they send this joker around. I'll tell him to fuck off. I just wouldn't know. Fuck off. <laughs>